Covino and Rich. Every second of your show is pure greatness. So how do they select a best of the week? What do you want to do? I don't know. Whatever you want to do. What do you want to do? I don't know. Whatever you want to do. What do you want to do? I don't know. Whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter to me. What do you want to do? Whatever's the best. I think it's all good. What about that conversation about butt cheek size? Which one? The one from Tuesday? We had like three of them. How about we just like shoot for it? Can we flip a coin, Spot? Covino and Rich's best of the week. You're not going to put Rich talking about The Bachelor on there, right, Spot? Don't do that. Please don't do that. Only on Faction Talk 103. Oh, wow. Look at her. Katie Mixon is here. Happy Wednesday. How are you? Katie Mixon, you're already like such a delight. You're a delight already. Are you going to have a baby on the air? Honey, it might be. Can you please do it on the show? Are we ready? Are we ready for that? We need some press. Yes. That would be fantastic. I know, right? Spot startle her at any moment. I know. It could be a whole thing. Oh, my goodness. Katie Mixon, guys, like everybody knows you from something different. You just so happen to be, though, in my pal Rich Davis's like wheelhouse of everything yeah, he likes. Really? One of those things. Yeah. You know, there's certain, we get pitched, you know, do you want this person on the show? Do you want this person? And sometimes, sometimes it's a name that everyone knows, but for some reason, I just don't watch any of their shit. Right. With you, honey, <laughs> I watch everything you, like all your big projects just happen to be in my wheelhouse. Oh like, my God. Eastbound and Down, yes. Mike and Molly, yes. American Housewife. These are shows that I watch so, like all the time. And, <laughs> yes, I don't know if it's you or just coincidence. <laughs> yeah, maybe I just love you. Maybe right. so. Yeah. Now for me, for a guy like, for a bozo like me, right, it's, it's Eastbound and Down, obviously, right? Yeah. Eastbound and Down was my shit. Is it your so, shit? It was my shit. I loved it. And I loved Danny McBride and, so and I loved, uh, you know, I loved you in the show and oh. You know, I was like, who is this vixen Katie Mixon? <laughs> <laughs> I got I, I, We need to know. And I'm so glad you're finally here because I feel like this is long overdue. I'm so happy to be here, boys. And uh, you know what we know you best from, apparently? Talk about it. I saw, uh, Ralph's. I saw, you, I saw you at Ralph's in Sherman Oaks once. <laughs> really? Yeah, at the Starbucks there. Why didn't you say anything? I, I, th- I think it was yeah, maybe a couple years ago when I first moved here. And I was like, oh, hey, what the, I gave you a little how do you do. No, you oh, wanna, my God. Yeah, no, you want to hear a compliment? Honey, I'll that tell, is I'll, I'll speak on Richard's behalf. I'm not trying to embarrass him. But he, he saw you and he was like, she must be somebody because you had that sort of vibe. About you had a vibe. You were wearing sunglasses. Did you you, you yeah, had that vibe. That vibe. What was I? What was I wear? Just I Uggs know. and you, hoop earrings. And my hair no. on top of my head. Yeah, you had you, that glow. You had a glow. That's hysterical. That <laughs> LA glow. You were using tan towels. Oh my tan god. Towels. Do you use tan towels? Hand towels? Hand towels. No, pumpkin. No. I don't do. What did you do? I, I don't do pumpkin. <laughs> I don't do. Um, I don't do spray tan. I'm a Florida girl. Yeah. So like every like real oh, sun. I'm, I gotta does. get the real sun. I, I don't do spray tans. Listen, I, I went gotta to, get the real sun. Before you walked in, I was saying how. See, you're so tan. You're a Pensacola, right? Do you you're a Florida know why girl. Right now, why? because I, the only place I don't hurt is in the pool. Yeah. So I have been. I <laughs> oh, just wrapped. You can float. Guys, guys, there's, yeah. I'm literally 258 pounds. Like, no, you're no, not. I literally am. Really? No. It's. I'm literally. I stepped you're, on Are the you scale. nine months pregnant? How, how far? Nine months. I've had oh my three god! Weeks. You should not be here. Are you ready? Yeah. And I have an eleventh month old at home. I know. That's called what spot? Calling that Irish, uh, Irish twins. Twins. Irish twins. And by the way, okay. when you say, "Are you ready?" I, I, for a minute, I was like, "Oh my gosh, you're gonna have the baby." <laughs> <laughs> are, are you ready? Oh God, is it's she delivering? <laughs> yes, seriously, too. I know. Honestly, you really didn't have to come. I'm glad you did, though. I'm here. I know. And you know what? Wasn't accounted for. You, uh, you, you bounced right back and got pregnant right away, huh? Because you know, I have a. Uh, I have an 11 month old. I have a, my, I have a <gasps> daughter. I have a daughter that was born apparently the last time you were a mom. So oh I'm my thinking, God. I can't imagine my wife being about to have another baby. Oh, honey. Are you and like overwhelmed? Still- 
there's no words to describe all the feels. I'm literally, <laughs> I'm literally like, I don't know what's happening. Right. I just take it literally moment by moment. I've been filming, it's all I've ever known. I've been right. filming American Housewife Pregnant for the last two years. Literally. Wow, yeah. It's all I've ever known. I don't know what it's like not we, to wear 4X shirts. We always say that the growing up, there's certain friends you had yeah. who's, let's say you had a, a friend that had multiple siblings. Right. There are some moms My that mom. you only think of pregnant Dude. because they were always- Are you ready? I come from a family of nine. No. Six girls and one boy. So what? So was your no. mom, like everyone just probably must constantly picture your mom pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. Yes, constantly pregnant. Oh, oh my come on. goodness. I know. It's a whole situation. Use protection or something. No, I kidding. know. I know, right? <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. My breast, I was breastfeeding. Yes. And um, so I had Kingston in May 19th, and then the breast milk dried up at the end of August. That's how, that's what, that's kind of how we found out. Oh my God. I like... know. So I was like, oh my here, we, here we go again. Yeah. Like literally, it was, <laughs> yeah, that's literally like, you feel me, boys? Like that's literally how it, like, yeah. what's, yeah. Kingston, wow. Kingston was like, what's with the jumbo? I know. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> What's happening? So, so I'm just well, trying to congratulations. You know, That's amazing. You, and it's yeah. a girl. Oh, oh no way! It's a girl. Perfect. Perfect. I'm, I'm the fa- we're both fathers of daughters. Oh we, my god! We thought of it as payback, but now we've accepted it, and it's I, the best thing I ever. I think it's the greatest. My my husband, he's beside himself. He's so excited. Really, it's amazing. He's so thrilled. It is the best thing ever. But I'm just I'm amazed. Before we get to the, to the work stuff and TV and all that, but the, the parent thing, I'm a, I'm just perplexed because everything you're going through. My daughter was born on May 16th, so we have honey. That's our, when she's supposed to be born. Yeah. So our kids are three days apart, and I can't imagine you're. About to, if number two was a month away, I'd be yeah. like, what the fuck? Well, you know, because they always I know, say- I know. I'm, I literally, I'm literally like, what the fuck? Well, everybody <laughs> says like, like, one kid is great. You know, you, you take it all in. But when the second one comes, like, it's, it's a whole other it's story. Whole other so how are you preparing for that? Not. You're not. You yeah. Like me? you said, you don't even know what's going on. I literally have no idea what's going on. <laughs> like, I'm a real person of instinct, right. spontaneity. <laughs> I'm just, we're going to just fly by the seat of our pants. Right, you're just walking around like, how the I'm hell that this happen? We're just going to rock and roll. Let's talk about- uh, let's talk about your place for a second because I am sort of an OCD guy, and I know Kavino, you are as well. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not struggling, but if I feel like every day is one big, every when the kid goes to sleep, mm-hmm. every night I'm like trying to like push it away, and like I'm trying to make my you place. And me look, both. I'm trying to make it look like what it used to look like. I know. I'm like, see the little bouncy thing? Let's put tuck that in, in, the, in the spare <laughs> bedroom. Is your place a mess? You know, at the present moment, <laughs> the kitchen is spotless. The kitchen is doing real good because yeah, you haven't been cooking. Right. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. We're postmating it. We're grub hub and postmating it. Sometimes cooking, I don't sometimes we don't cook, not because we're we I just don't want the stove to have grease on it. I know. Like I'm like, you it's know, a whole that? it's a whole situation. <laughs> King, you know, King is incredible. Kingston started walking at nine months. What? I know. That's really good. Are you ready? Isn't, yeah. his, father an, isn't ex- his father an Olympian, he's though? He's an Olympian. I mean, come on. I know. <laughs> I mean, why should you brag really, about it's it? It's really I mean, true. Your, your, your man's it's, I know. We can't deny it. <laughs> right. Um, so, but he is, he's incredible in the sense of he just loves to demolish everything. And bro and I will pick all the toys up and it's all like in place. And then all of a sudden, here he comes and he will just pick up something. Oh, so he's like and, rambunctious. Oh, he just loves Maybe it. Maybe he's a future strongman. Yeah. He can literally, <laughs> he's not kidding you. Maybe he's going to pull He literally does pull, he does, his membership's all over LA. Like, he literally goes to my gym outside the box. He does pull-ups. It's a whole thing. Honey. Oh my god! But yeah, but it's crazy to 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 you know try to get everything handled. All right, now that, obviously the, this is a blessing, but you got to figure things out as they happen, right? Yeah. You have a, an amazing career going on, so, so how are you going to balance that? Like, where's the balance? How do you make that happen? 
right? You need help. Wait, do you have family here? If you don't mind me asking, right. you, because my you wife and I, we, we, my wife and I do not have family here, and we're like constantly. Once in a while, our producer spot with the beard, our yeah. buddy, he's the only. Oh, yeah. per- he's the only yeah, yeah, he's the only person we've left our <laughs> kid with. So we're still in the whole like, who the hell are we gonna leave our are kid with? Ready? Even if we go to dinner, we're like. We- yeah, that we've got an amazing nanny who is from Argentina. Yeah, Anna Paula. She's just incredible. Lifesaver. She's lifesaver. Right. Has I get just it. come on board. Has our judge. Has like our <laughs> right. jam. Do you know right. like rocks and rolls? How we right. do? Uh, but we have no family out here. That's you know, why. there's six girls and one boy in my family, and Bro has um, two girls. You know, two sisters, and they're all you know most. They're all in Louisiana and Pensacola. Hey, and, who has to do the traveling? That's you, a great. Call. I, I want to know. That. You know. What do you mean? Do they? Like, do they put on you like oh katie she's a superstar she's got the uh, money. she better fly or fly us out here or do, do or do people we feel like we moved to the west coast we're yeah. both east coast guys i yeah. feel you and we're in the east coast new york yes of now course. N- to get someone to us? come out here i met i have to like almost like pay for plane tickets and like jerk people off to come out like no one i feel like getting someone to be like everybody's oh, like I'm la right. you would think to be like oh I'm, guys i'm a real big fan of hosting do you feel me like yeah. i love i love a good time cool and so i I have always, yeah, I mean, that's Sweet, just my baby, heart. Pa- baby party. I'm yes, I know, literally. <laughs> When's it's, the pool party? I know, right? Let's go. It's always been my heart. I just love, like, giving to peeps, and so, you know, <laughs> giving to people, and so, like, yeah, I fly them out. I've flown them out. Yeah. yeah. You do. That's, that's Okay, good. so it's kind of your that. job. You want to see everybody have a good time, you totally. make it happen. And I'm, uh, uh, the schedule, as y'all know, y'all are so busy. Yeah. The schedule's crazy. Yeah. That American Housewife schedule's just a beast. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's hard to, you know, there's no time. So. All right, we, you got yeah. the American Housewife. Uh, you, you got all your other things going on. You're having a baby. Yes. Can we talk about how you got here? It was for our first time meeting you, yes. right? Yes. Uh, except about for it. when Rich saw you in aisle 13 at uh, Ralph's. Yeah, the Ralph's. No, the, star, the, the Starbucks at Ralph's. Oh, oh yeah, the, oh, the Starbucks at Ralph's. Starbucks at Ralph's. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. He's probably trying to get your attention. He's, <laughs> I know Rich. He's probably trying to drop hints. No, yeah. I would have like, totally. Hey, I know you. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I got this radio show. Just trying to see if uh, if you look. Um, Katie Mixon is here. Growing up. Yeah, you're a Florida girl. Yeah. You always like a big ham or what? Like I said, you got that vibe about you. You always have this. You, I don't know if you you got this sexy thing going on. Did you always have that? Even you know when did all this happen and how did it happen? Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Are yeah. you asking her when she became sexy? <laughs> I want to know. I want to know like, she always. A what you trying ham to say? Growing up, and then did all of a sudden she have this sort of power over men and 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 have the sexy vibe about her and was a star like you know uh, in her town. Yeah. Honey, I grew up. In theater, that's my okay. background, musical theater, and I did every single show known to man. I was right. Annie Oakley and Annie Get Your Gun, Peter and Peter Pan, Unsinkable Molly Brown, and Unsinkable Molly Brown. You were Peter and Peter Pan. I was I flew? Wow. Oh, no. Wow. Cha cha. Wow. I did that whole thing when I was sixteen. So I, what happened was I was, um, I went to Carnegie Mellon Conservatory up in well, Pittsburgh, well, Pennsylvania, well. and I went to, I went there from there. That's what led me out. So that too. was your shit. That was. But, my, but what was it? What did your family give you all these? I I grew up in like the Von Trapp family singers. Like I grew up in like watching, like basically everybody sings five part harmony. Like I grew up in an entertainment family, and I would watch Carol Burnett and Lucille Ball. That was everything that was your to thing. me. Debbie Reynolds, Judy yeah. Garland. That's what I grew up with. So that was like my whole jam. Right. And it all kind of. Kind of began. Yeah. Yeah. No, because I, I do, as a dad now, you know, I'm always, you know, congratulating my daughter. And I'm wondering if, if you know, because she's like, I'm going to be in it. Like, she's dead set that she's going to oh, either she, act or oh, be on stage or it. sing or something yes. like that. And I'm like, well, am, am I doing the right thing by encouraging her all the time? You know what I mean? But I don't want her to feel validated just 
based on that. You know what I mean? Exactly. I think if it is if it is what she wakes up in the morning thinking about and what she right. goes to bed thinking then about, then that's just maybe what she's, what meant, she's to meant to do. Right. Okay. Cool. I mean? Good to know. Yeah. yeah. So that was you. Yeah. That was you. That was Truly. your thing. I and you were good, it. obviously. Well, I tried to be. And and then how did it start to roll well, forward? Yeah, you moved to L.A. Oh three, you come out here. Yeah. Right? Two thousand. I graduated in two thousand three. Fifteen years I just, ago. Yeah, I just turned thirty seven. Yeah. Well, happy belated birthday. Thank you, pumpkin. You come out here in 03. I thought I was your pumpkin. <laughs> no, she, Both. She, she, oh. she Both, boys. No, no, no. You know what? It's over, Katie. <laughs> Forget you. I came out here in, in July uh, or June, June of 2003, right after I graduated. When you uh, when you came out here- I always thought I was going to go to New York. I always thought I was going to go to New York because I you know, did musical theater yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And then one thing kind of led to the other. When you come out here, what- What's your job? Do you do you wait tables? Are you are you doing like some random job while you're trying to act? Like what was the early ready? what was the early Katie Mixon struggle? Ready? Yeah. I, I got fired. I got it was called It's All Relative and it was I'd been out here for two months and I was going in for like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I was going in for I was real green because yeah. I'm like giving you theater, right? Yeah. So they were like, Don't move your eyebrows and I was like, Right. <laughs> you know, because it's for like, you know, movies and yeah. television and shit. Yeah. So anyway, so it took me a hot second to like realize I'm not performing for 2,000 people. I'm performing for the camera. Right. So anyway, I got Susie the Waitress on It's All Relative. It was a sitcom on the Paramount lot. Honey, I got fired. They did not need Susie the Waitress. They got rid of Susie the Waitress altogether. I delivered sushi. I had oh. seven lines. And for whatever reason, one meant to be. So I got the call in my trailer from my manager. I was eating cantaloupe from craft services, and she said, where are you? And I said, I'm in the trailer. And she said, honey, we're done. They don't need Susie the waitress. Devastation. Are you ready? Devastation. She became so, Katie the waitress? No. Oh. Katie, waitress was gone completely. <laughs> so ready? So I got fired from that. Did Just thought life was over. Just mm. was like, what's happened? Because you know, I did everything right as I tried to do. Right. And then got Frasier. Three three months later, got Frasier. Got fired from Frasier. Oh, no. Because um, Kelsey Grammer, they were, I was, it was like He's... he was going on like five dates. Yeah. And I was the youngest of all the five dates. And he did. We did. We, they didn't think it was appropriate. But it lasted four days on that one. Still got paid. Right. Which was well, real lovely. Yeah. Do hell you yeah. feel me? Yeah. Now, is everyone so, back in Pensacola uh, like so proud? Are they? Are they? Are they thinking things are bigger than they are for you? I or? don't know what they're thinking. I didn't even know what I was thinking. <laughs> I, I want to know. If they, can I give a sports analogy though? Yes. Like when you get Frazier, when you get these parts, is mm-hmm. this like a, a a minor leaguer getting called up? Getting a few hits and realizing, oh, I could play at this level. Is it the same sort of feeling? Maybe like, so. I belong a little bit. Like, I could do this. Like, you felt comfortable? I, I felt wonderful. Yeah, like, felt you're, totally you're on wonderful. Frasier now. So and that's kind of cool. But then, but then got fired from Frasier. So then I d- took the check and went home. And, and they were all so kind. and so, But they were like, it was on us. We, she's too young. Like, I just looked, mm-hmm. you know, the whole thing. And then, like, January 4th, I got my first pilot. And it was called um, Marriage 101, and that's when it all began. I mean, that it didn't have the chops to go to prime time. Do you feel me? Dates. I'm just gonna start throwing dates out just to make stories cooler. I know that's how I cooler. like chronicling. Yeah. like that's how I like. <laughs> just but to make it seem so more. That so was much... like the beginning. Wow, that was like totally the beginning. But I would say like Eastbound and Down in 2007 when I did that pilot. That was like the beginning. That, yeah. was, that was that was the HBO big time. show. I, mean, now, I tested five times. Wait, did you that. butter up Danny McBride? How did that happen? I'm sure we asked him at one point. What? How did I? How did, yeah, the Eastbound and Down stuff. I, I you guys clicked. 
immediately. Immediately. He's it such a, like, he's, he's so, so funny, amazing, right? right? He's great. Isn't he awesome? Yeah. I don't know how you did those scenes looking at him with that mullet oh, all the time. Oh, there's no words. So you just funny. don't want to be the one to break. He's yeah. one of those, yeah, he's, he's one of those guys he's that. He's so, such a gentleman. You look at him and you just laugh. Like, oh I don't my know, God. He's one of those guys. His delivery is just genius. <laughs> right. But boys, I like literally tested like five times for like five different pilots that season. And then it was the last one. Yeah, uh, that you was, were that was like perfect on that show. Thanks, you were great, uh, and 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 like I said before, not to sound, I could say this. You were super sexy on that show. No creepo. <laughs> I said no. I said no creepo. Yeah, really like, yeah. no, and and uh, he's, really, remember, he's really creepy. Before you came, <laughs> before you came, before you came here, he said uh, when you went to Carnegie Mellon, they called you the Carnegie Melons. I well, did that's what not he said. Say oh, that. gracious! No, he said that. He said that. Not the melons. that up. No, he said that before he came. That's why he's the extra creep. He's bound and down. Yeah. We oh love that. We remember having. I'm surprised we never had you on for that. But we. Know. Danny, that's when we met Danny, and that show was. I have fantastic. a Kenny Powers that, autographed baseball. Yes. Somewhere. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I, 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 remember, I remember thinking one thing, the greatest novelty item. What a great show. I mean, you must Heaven. have been. Is that that's when people were probably pointing you out more mm. than ever because it's like Eastbound because that show was so hilarious. HBO. Hilarious. You at that point you're thinking like, oh, now it's now things are cooking, right? Well, I had I had done that pilot and then I did four movies back to back. I did all about. I literally did that in like June of 2007, and then I did all about Steve with Sandra Bullock for Christmases with yes. Vince and Reese and yep. then Imposters and then State of Play. Like I did four movies literally back to back. Yeah. And and then and then went back to go film the first season of Eastbound. So it was a whole year we had to wait. And then I filmed the season of Eastbound first first in two thousand eight. Let so. me give you another analogy. Oh, uh, you're the analogy. As, as a radio as a radio host, right? Yeah, um, we sort of thrive and live off the fact that we get feedback. Right. So at the end of the show, I, I like to see what everyone was saying. Uh -huh. You know, good and bad. Of right. course, we take it. Of course. Uh, but that's my validation to know that people were there and they listened. Mm -hmm. When when you're starting to hit it right and mm -hmm. Eastbound and Down the movies, do you sort of look around to see who's recognizing you I don't, to see? Duncan. Not at all. I don't. But then where? Then how do you sort of realize like, okay, I'm starting to make an impact? Or I is this not of, what it's about? It's just not what it's about. Right. It never has been for me. I just do it because I adore to do it. Right. And I've never thought anything since. I've never thought about, there's not, thing, like, the, like the thing of like, I've always just done it for the longevity of it. I've heard people say you that people me? that go after the fame, they never really work out because they're, oh, the, they're, 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 they're in it for the wrong reason yeah. to begin with. Yeah, I've never, that's just never been my heart. Yeah. It's never been my heart. I've always just been a That's bit. probably why you and I can't get in the shape that we want to get in because we're in it for the vanity <laughs> reasons. Not, <laughs> not necessarily like the, the positive health benefits yeah, or anything. I, but when I think about it, Katie, I'm sure casting directors feel this way because this is why you've been so successful. You just have such a vibe and a look about you. You're so, uh, you're not confused with anyone else. You know how you like. She's so charming. She called me pumpkin. She had me over, one yeah. over. Yeah, is it? <laughs> yeah. Is that what? It, but then she called you pumpkin and ruined it. Is being is being kind one of uh, not necessarily a weapon, but do you feel like a lot of people just aren't kind and you're kind? Maybe so, honey. I I don't know. I just know I've never compared myself to anybody. I know that you get in trouble when you look to the left or the right. Do you know what I'm talking about? When you're like constantly mm -hmm. like, well, what's their? What are they doing? Yeah. I've just I've just always rolled to my own drum. Like I just like rock to my beat. Like I just I literally don't. Everyone has their own journey. Do you feel me? So, like, I do feel and it. also, like, if if I'm not meant to be part of a movie or I'm not meant to be part of a role, there's not been hundreds of like things that I've like. It's like been me and the redhead or me and the blonde. Do you know? Mm -hmm. Not meant to be. 
not meant to be. So my whole thing is like, well, somebody else will. If it's meant to be, yeah. it'll yes. be, it'll be, baby, baby just it'll be. be. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's it. You're Literally. Right. You're right. Isn't that oh. for the Georgia line? Yeah. You, I, got, I you, got, so. you guys have your karaoke duet picked out already. <laughs> I know. Let's Who do knew? it. Let's uh, do it at the, the get-together. Okay, good. And then, uh, the pool party. And then we go from eastbound and down. Yes. I'm, I'm sure there's stuff in between. But then Mike and Molly. You go from McBride to McCarthy. The mix are helping you. I know. <laughs> How, I mean, I know. At that moment, that was the big, that's been the most incredible thing to witness. Right. She had just, you know, we had just done the pilot together and she went and made, you know, bridesmaids. Yeah. And then we came in and did that first, you know, and that, that whole first ne- season. That network but TV I, machine. Yeah. It's a whole different beast. It's a right? whole different yeah. thing. And Chuck Lord, you know, they, they got me from, I did Two and a Half Men. Yeah, yeah. So they got me from, he, they brought me into like the corner and Chuck Lord was like, honey. We got a show. We really want you. We're really interested in you playing. That's literally how it happened. Mm-hmm. And so um, that Victoria role came, and then but to watch Melissa literally witness the world witness her was the most incredible thing. It's pretty amazing. It's it's was magical. You know, she, uh, I mean, I, f- I find her to be so lovable. It's, Completely lovable. And uh, her husband was, was ben. here recently. Ben. Ben Falcone. Who's given you geniusness. I mean, I, when he told the story about how they would just do little sketches and make things up, and those things now are coming to life. I know. It's pretty crazy when I you know. think about her. She's a she's a, a female comedic genius. Oh, yeah. She's given you geniusness. So when you, when you are on the show, mm-hmm. Mike and Molly, you, you see what she's doing. She's blowing up. You're on all these shows. I always wondered about Billy Gardell, who I love. Who's my he, dearest friend. I mean, talk about a hilarious stand-up comic. He's hysterical. And he's great on the show. I liked him on Dice this past season. He was great on Dice. Oh, I love Showtime. it. He was great on Dice. <laughs> was great. He was. What's, uh, is, does he just want to stick more to the comedy? Because I feel like, how has someone he's, else not picked him up for a new show since Mike and Molly? I think he did Sun Records. I think he did a, a, a thing with Sun Records. I think that was on TNT last okay. year. Um, but he's so, he's so incredible. You know, he loves doing dramas also. Like, he, like, because I have, like, such a love for doing, you know, dramas, you know, too. But he, I don't know. I, I'm not really sure, but he's so talented. Is there a difference for you when you do a network, family-friendly, like my mother-in-law, Mike and Molly's a favorite show, like, when she comes over, she's like, you know, we'll go online and try to find, I just, I'll just watch Mike and Molly over and over oh and God, over. And then I'm thinking, Eastbound and Down, that's a hard R HBO show. Yeah. You're in different movies, like, do you have a, a preference, or is it just I all, honey. No? I just love it so much. Being able to do, I did, I did, you know, the movie Hell or High Water about a year ago. It was with Chris Pine and Ben Foster and Jeff Bridges and everything. And I played Jenny Ann and I went in, that was like old, fat, good old fashioned audition. And like went in, had three scenes and whatever and just loved it. It was just like in, you know, deep New Mexico and like filming in that diner, 113 degrees, like and everything. And then it got like nominated for like all the Oscar and everything, you know? So it's just, it's so special to do it in all the genres. I'm just such a big fan. I, I love that. You're so passionate about yeah. it. Do you feel, do you feel it happening? Meaning like East Bend and Down, you said oh, mm-hmm. you, you felt it was, things were getting bigger. Then Mike and Molly, huge show on CBS. And then do you in your back of your mind feel like there's going to be a show focused around me because American Housewife, that is you. You are like, is is there a party that's like, yo, I I feel like momentum's in the right direction. I'm going. I'm not going to be the sister of the main character. Yeah, now I'm you're Mrs. Be, big time. Uh, yeah, you're Mrs. Big time. Yeah, right? crazy, Mrs. Big time. Mrs. Big time. I'm telling you. 
boys, that ended. We I, we found out Mike and Molly was going to end in October. I we ended in the end of you know found out the news, and then we ended that last thing in in uh, January. Four days later, I walked into American Housewife room. Wow. What was the uh, what was the truth behind that? I'm sure you really can't tell me, but Mike and Mo- Mike and Molly. No one knows. No, no literally, no one, t- no one knows. I mean, you're the you're one of the main people on the show, honey. I remember thinking like, oh, it's probably going to come business. back. It's just no no one knows. That's just it how was, it is. I guess so. It was hmm. we because there was speculation it. that Melissa McCarthy was too big for no, TV, that and was she not, said she said no. No, she that was not it at all. Ratings she were, loved ratings it. were terrific. I know. It's no oh, one wow. to this day. It is literally a mystery. Huh. No, nobody gets it. Nobody knows. Oh, I hear shit like that it scares me. You know, because I mean, <laughs> anything can happen at any moment. I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> hey, what's the personal life like? At that point, again, Katie Mixon is here. It's the your, Covino and Rich is show. Is your guy so proud yeah. of you, or or are you are you starting to get a little cockier in the house? Like, listen, I'm a star now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Never, <laughs> boys. Seriously, tell us how that works. You may no. be, you may be yeah. an Olympian, but no. uh, look at look at that billboard. That's Pumpkin, who, look, look who that's American so Housewives not, is. Uh-uh, that's so not me. That is like the opposite of me. Really? Okay, yes, cool. Yes, because right. I'm just like we all put our pants on the same way. Like you know, it's just he's. Heaven, I could not. That's not true because Rich hops into his. Okay, well there, there you go. <laughs> In one soup. Aside from Rich, <laughs> aside from hopping into the the, the underwear. Yeah. Um, boys, I could not be more blessed on the real. He's magic. Really. He holds that fort down. He's literally the most incredible daddy. Oh, I love the he's, way you speak m- of he's him. He's magical. He's li- he's the biggest supporter. He's magica. Yeah. Wow. What is it? What is it? What, what tip could you give guys or, or me uh, listening <laughs> that could a good man. To, to have their women speak <laughs> about them the way you speak and think of him? You know what? It is just such a love that is just meant to be. It is just a it's a, a true respect if for the other. If it's meant to be. Meant to be. There you go, right? No, but really, like even, <laughs> even when you're getting all these accolades, he's just like proud and probably feels like, yeah, he I, is literally. You know, you go through all the peeps that you date, right? Right. In life, yeah, and you're like, this is not meant to be. And so, um, but you you sometimes in, you think it's meant to be at first. Totally. Yeah. But mm-hmm. After one year, if they're not helping it, you got to go. Okay. You feel me? I feel you. And so, um, my babe, it's just amazing. We've been together for six years, and it's just incredible to have the support. Of the love of your life, and my and vice versa. Like I support him in everything he does. Yeah, you know? but you're right. a t- you literally have to approach life as like a team. That's it. Yeah. You're literally like life is. I, I was saying the other day, if if when life feels easy, that's such a good feeling. I know, right? It really does, honey. And when the when the going gets tough, it's really you got to dig deep and like. We're going to be all right. Like no, no, no. It's the it. tough gets going. They're, well, they're the going gets going. Sorry with the analogy. <laughs> I messed up. You're not. I messed up. You feel me, Katie? You feel me? I feel you on that. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm getting worried you got to go in a second. But oh, let me just ask you. Oh, my gracious. Oh, oh, oh. You're having the best time. I know. I, know. ABC, I love you. ABC, American Housewife. I love the show. My wife, I feel like she always has it on. I'm like, yo, are you not caught up or some shit? Or oh maybe God. she just rewatches them. Hysterical. Hysterical. I feel like you're either you have just good chemistry with everyone. But Danny McBride, she's charming as hell, dude. But yeah. uh, Dietrich Bader, I feel like oh, he's your, great. Chemi- I mean, your chemistry with him is fantastic. Are you, you mean ready? Rex Quando? Uh, you mean Rex Quando from Napoleon Time? Rex Quando? <laughs> Guys, Bow to your he's, sunset. He's, re- he's so, he's yeah, so he's awesome. The best. He's lovely. He could not be more, more wonderful. He, um, I, you know, I read with nine guys and they couldn't find him. And so Dietrich came in and he was. Um, 
just awesome. And I'm such a person of gut, such a person of instinct. I knew it. I literally wow. turned around. He walked out. It was between him and another guy, God bless. And I turned around with the producer. I said, it's him. I said, he is Greg. You know who's terrific on the show as well? They're, the daughter's the most adorable kid ever. Julia. I think she's like she's like the cutest little girl. She's precious. And Talk about acting shops for a little kid. The boy, your son. The, uh, what's Daniel. The, uh, Daniel DiMaggio. Yes. Daniel, the kid that plays Oliver, your yes. son, is fantastic. He's great. Well, He's what a show. Totally great. Uh, congratulations on everything. You, They're saying you got to go. I wish you could hang out all day. I, I hope know. to see you again. You know, after the baby, obviously, yes. congratulations on everything. Thank you, and uh, continued success I'll for big you, fans. I'll see you at a barbecue you. or at a Starbucks at Ralph's. Do you feel me? Okay. Yeah. We're at the pool party. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's Literally. Do it. Oh, right. so happy to be here. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Hit her up at Katie, K-A-T-Y-E Mixon on Twitter and Instagram. We'll be back in a second on Kavino and Rich. All right. Boys, y'all are awesome. The best of Covino and Rich on Faction Talk 103. When I mentioned the Macklemore Kesha song, I don't necessarily love the song. I feel like the message, though, is... Do you know the good old days while they're happening? Like, do you... No. Do you acknowledge it? I'm, listen, I feel like your life is in multiple chapters, right? You go through your single days, your party days. Then you're, oh my God, I'm married. Oh, wait, I have a kid now. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm approaching retirement. I'm old. I'm, I have grandkids. I'm dying. Like, I feel like, you, I feel like when you really think about it, life is in chapters... I said to Spot before, because I know, Spot, you're celebrating 10 years with your wife coming up soon. 10 years since you started dating. Yeah. And I said, is it crazy Thanks to you? Thanks for to, reminding me, by the way. Is it crazy for you to think, did I actually remind you? No, I knew it. Is it weird to think that your wife should probably do something, though? Took you from 27 to 37. That's like, you could argue that that 10 year period of your life, I'm not saying is the best, I'm saying might have been the most carefree time of your life. I don't know about That's that. That's a terrible way to think, but I think it could very carefree? well be. Carefree? I feel it. Like, no. Carefree? Like, my the most carefree time of my life was, like, like right after college. I don't know, dude. I think the last I 10 years. I was young. I was still living until, off my family. Up until your heart issue. Up until you had yeah. open heart surgery last year. I think you could easily say the last 10 years, the most carefree. You were dating your wife. You were We were traveling for work. Everyone, your friends and family healthy. You have no kids. All, where's your care? You had, the last 10 years were like worry-free for you. I don't know about worry-free, bro. As we move forward. Life is never worry-free. As we move forward. No, the last 10 years, you didn't have a fucking concern or problem. No, I f see, if, see, I feel like when I was younger, I felt that way. As I got older, then I, I felt more... Worried to like you're maintaining like your job, your career, you know, your career, your your family, your relationships. That's when the worry sets in. Oh on a flashback Friday, oh shout out Carefree Bubblegum. Carefree? Carefree, bro. I, I enjoyed Carefree. But I'm, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer. <laughs> just saying. I'm, I'm just saying like. I think for you they were Carefree. But I think for you as well. 20s to 30s because until you have I'm now, telling you the, mo the most carefree time of my life was when I was a fucking tw young 20 something you may working uh, you know working in New York uh, having fun going out carefree time in my life was sitting in a high chair over I was at least 10 years old still though but I, I sat in my high chair feet dragging on the floor eating mom's fucking pancakes watching eating Saturday morning cartoons that's uh, the most carefree okay. time in my life okay without I, a doubt I, I argue it's Twenties uh, to thirties, because don't you, don't you think? Look, reflect Spot. back on your life for a second. When you were in your early twenties, don't you think you were having the time of your life? You were you were fucking. Lifting, you were signing uh, autographs with Lance Bass, uh, apparently. Yeah. 
Someone someone just sent us something on Instagram. Pat, it's a picture of you in line waiting for Lance Bass and Joey Fatone's autograph. Yeah. I was not waiting. I hosted the event, you dummy. No, That's not what the post says, yeah. though. I'm You're just, waiting in line for Lance Bass. I'm, re I'm, I'm reading the post. I don't know what the truth is behind it. I mean, what do you think the truth is? I worked at the fucking biggest radio station in New York, right, and I was hosting an event. You think I'm waiting for Lance Bass's autograph? Maybe. You dummy. I don't know. You were having such the time of your life that uh, Patrick Swayze was lifting you over his head. Yeah. Probably the early 2000s was the most carefree time of Rich's life. Remember that? Remember that one, Patrick but, Swayze? But that doesn't mean that's, that's everyone's answer. Everyone's going to have a different answer. That's, that's, it's probably sometime in your childhood, but it depends on your childhood. You may have had the worst childhood. I had a very carefree childhood, but I'm saying I was also a kid and you lived in your parents' house and you followed rules. And you were a fucking kid. No, nah, being saying, a kid was awesome. I'm saying as an adult. For me, as not an adult, for everybody. As an adult spot, you may have the most joyous moments ahead you may you may you, the most joyous moments in your life may not have even come yet right but those come with anxiety and worry and concern like today by the way the today, next the next 20 years of your life right today could very well be the best day of your life and you it could know be, it. but i'm just saying 20 years from now in the next 20 years sadly we'll have friends and family who lose people Relatives of your own. Our families are getting older. You're gonna have kids one day, and you know, then that's like a daily worry. Like, oh, I hope they're okay. I hope I raise them right. I hope this. I'm saying, from 20 to 30, your responsibility, your responsibility level was so low. You traveled a lot. You did a lot of things. So when I play the song Kesha and Macklemore, time, uh, the good old days, you don't realize when they're happening. I feel like the last 10 years were pretty fucking good for you. Me too. You. Yeah, I mean, the, the same. last 10 years encompass my late. Late twenties into my late thirties, if anything, twenty-seven to thirty-seven. I'm telling you, was such a fucking ten-year. You're gonna look back when you're ninety years old, sitting in a rocking chair, saying, "Man, that was a that was the most carefree time of my life." Why? Why? Why do you think? Why? It's not. A, and a, and by the way, I don't say carefree like the best. I say carefree meaning your your future kids and different things will bring you more joy. It's, possibly it's different for everybody. That's what I think. I, I think you have your youth on your side. Th Spot. That you can't argue. Right. Youth I would say on your side. You have health. Health is on your you side. I would say part youth. of the last 10 years. But I'm saying health and youth. Yeah. But in addition to that, I'm saying what are spots for the last 10 years? And it's not just spot. It's a lot of people. What were your daily concerns? Your parents are still you're young. You're on your come up. You don't know where you're going. A lot of confusion. Maybe uh, uh, abusing things that we don't know about. It's going to be different for everybody. Like, hey, man, I drank a lot in my 20s. Yeah, I was on drugs. Uh, I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. Yeah, man, I had a dead-end job. It's going to be different now, for everybody. Donnie Pompadour said. Be, it could very well be 30 to 40 for a lot of people. It could be fucking 50 to 60. How about your dad? Looks like your dad's happier than ever. That's what I'm saying. And he's an old guy. I, I know. And I say that uh, kindly, Greg. There's a difference between having the time of your oh, life. Oh, who's he calling old? Time of your life and carefree time of your life oh, are you two different things. It. I agree with Donnie. Carefree time of your life and time of your life are two different things. I don't. I feel like the time of your life could be when you're 30, 40, 50, 60. Everyone, a retired guy could say, yeah, I'm 55, 60. I retired young. I'm golfing. Yeah. I'm at my beach house. I'm having the time well, what, of my life. What we're hearing is, and this is true, and I know our next caller is about to get to it, but I was about to say it already. What we're hearing is how Rich feels, and I know this for a fact because he's expressed this to me, and he's saying this is how Spot should feel. Um, Spot's saying, no, I really don't necessarily feel that way. Okay. Rich, you said this the other day. You said that you had this conversation with Sarah, so you, you might as well, instead of projecting it on Spot, Tell us what you talked about. Okay. I only projected to spot. You can I could I'll, I'll back you up. Perhaps I am projecting on spot, but because I know spot and I 
live a similar enough lifestyle because we have the same job, we've traveled the same places, we do a lot of the same things. Do you get what I'm saying? We work together every day. Him and his wife have been together around the same time. Sarah and I have been together. I, I'm, I know that... Uh, th not that this matters that much. Up until last but it, year... Not that this matters that much, but it should. When you're speaking about carefree, you also make about four times as much as I do. I'd say five. No, it's four. Oh. Um, <laughs> not yet. When... When you when you look at it though, right? The big picture. Forget. All right, put the money aside. It's up until a year. Up until a year ago. What big picture? The one of Terry Crews you bought at the garage sale? No, the one of uh, Harry at the, Urban ha Home. No, the one of Harry shitting from Dumb and Dumber that I'm putting in my guest bedroom. Uh, uh, guest the, bathroom. What the one of Kramer you have in your living room? Kavina, don't you think you'd be a little more carefree right now if you? If you if I had well, a pack of gum. Had more, yeah. Yeah, my ten years kind of sucked to to be honest. That's I'm not but there was a lot of great things that did happen. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's not such a blanket statement. No, no. You're, you're trying to make it a blanket statement. Blanket, blanket. blanket yeah, because blanket. guess what? There's a lot of great things that happened in my last ten years. I became a dad. My life no. changed. A lot of positive. But I'm just saying. But, but that came with a lot only, of shitty things too. So the only reason I projected on spot is because you had this conversation. It's be, no, it's because up until a year ago, a year ago things changed. I had a kid, and Spot had open heart surgery. Right before that, we lived very parallel lives, other than maybe money. Yeah. Right. So when I'm saying, dude, we traveled for work a lot. We went on vacations with our wives. We went out a lot. We we didn't. We we went out with our buddies. We had a lot of crazy fucking adventures. That I don't know if you'll ever get a ten year period of your life again where it was that carefree. I'm not saying a ten year period that's as good. I'm saying. Carefree. We didn't lose any older family members. We didn't have kids to worry about. We didn't have like life really. It was just fucking chilling. Yeah, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. I get it. But I, I and I and I agree with you. But I still think it's going to be different for everybody. Okay, of course, of course. I'm That's sorry all. for blanket statement. Blanket. Lee in California. What's up, Lee? Hey, uh, Lee, Cali, you're on the show. What's up, guys? I haven't called in a couple weeks. I want to choke uh, Rich because he still hasn't he still hasn't expressed the conversation that he and Sarah had that inspired this oh, thought to begin well, with. Sarah and I were sitting down, we're we're looking at our kid and we're 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 saying, man, time's flying. She's gonna be one in a few weeks. Isn't she'll it be bittersweet, Dad? In, yeah, in a few in a few weeks, our daughter will be one. I'm getting more joy out of being a dad than anything I've ever got in my life. But I said to Sarah, this conversation, joy and happiness versus carefree, from. Sarah's 34. I said, Sarah, she just turned 34. I said, from 24 to 34, and from me, 28 to 38. The last 10 years together. The last 10 years together since I met you. I don't know if we'll ever live 10 years of carefree life until maybe we're like 60, 70, 80 years old, like chilling in a fucking retirement house. Because moving forward, unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of even, worry about your child and, yet, and even, life things that are bound to happen. Even happiness brings anxiety let's say we have another kid there's gonna be a time where we have uh, uh one kid in college one kid in high school where they're, they're gonna be in compet they might be in a sporting event or a dance competition we'll be nervous for them i'm saying carefree i mean it's just like you know what you're really describing lack of responsibility that's, that's and what with saying, responsibility yeah. comes a, a you know a little bit of extra and all of our parents and step parents and everything are like 60 ish now in 10, 20 years, 70, 80, God forbid things happen to people. It's, I'm just saying the, the, the carefreeness of the last 10 years. I would argue that the, the last five years of my life have been the most stressful ever. 
And I would argue that I feel like you have a terrible gauge of stress. Then, do I? The mo- Other my than most your heart. Okay, so uh, you know, uh, changing my life completely, moving out here, uprooting my life, uh, moving away from my family. Uh, you know, uh, being apart from uh, uh, Cocoa Beach makes a good point. Being apart from my wife for a year, trying to keep my marriage yeah. going, feeling that. unhealthy for it's a like, portion of that. Yeah, oh my god, uh, my health deteriorating. It's like the past five years watching of my his life mom get older, have uh, dealing with the, the ever you know the the growing stress of the show. Right. It's it, it, there are things that I would argue that I you know have been added oh. to the stress of my life over the past five years that I did not even could remotely imagine in my early to mid twenties. I got you. I listen. Everyone's different. I'm when sorry. I, that's, I thought, that I thought was we, carefree. I thought we were more similar than I thought. So I, I agree, Mauser. I want to take you know, the fucking dumb book you're reading. Probably instead of paying attention oh, to your oh, kids' oh. little league game and hit you over the head with it. Because but I didn't say I didn't say spot peaked. What I said was there's going to be you. You may have more success. You may have may have more fun times. You may have more gratifying things coming up in the future. But the carefree level of the last ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But bye, bye. That's all. Uh, yeah. However, Spot did peak at my jammy while we were taking a piss earlier today. I saw. I that. feel like there were no dividers. He looked <laughs> yeah. like a dick every day. He fucking I, I, totally Spot, looked. Spot wants to be a peaker. I saw him peak, so that that is true. Uh, but think about why you're saying this, Rich, because you had a child. That's a defining, a very defining life change and moment where your carefree life sort of just ended. Spot hasn't necessarily reached that point, so he can't look behind him and say i was less carefree i'm sure once i have or more ch- carefree once i have a child i think i'll acknowledge that you he know this have, time where, yeah. when i'm child free was very carefree but right right now when i don't have a child but this time before that when he, i was just you know a, a doofus kid uh living life that was very carefree okay fair I, fair point okay so lee and callie sorry to keep you holding i appreciate it what's up buddy no worries. You guys pretty much just started picking my brain. I'm glad I put that comment up for you to start. It, this is when you come across like a dick, Rich. You just you, you project things that you're feeling on someone else. Like, you can't say, well, yeah, we live the same life. And like, bro, he makes way less than you, gets shit on constantly, and you constantly don't listen to him when he's telling you how to do things to help better your life. But, yeah, same life. And also, uh, his... Wait, 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 Lee, 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 you think... Sp- oh, wait, wait, hold on, Lee. You think Spot has advice that could better my life? <laughs> oh, I'm saying when it comes to being the producer of the show, okay. and he's supposed to be doing that, that battle, I'm saying like, there's a lot of different things that affect his life differently than yours. And then he has a wife that works completely different than your world. Uh, she's not a Hooters pageant, like not knocking that. That's awesome, but that's that's way different life and the stresses that come with her job and her life and their dynamic as a relationship. That's a huge thing. And then, uh, yes, a year apart, and yes, he makes way less money in a way more expensive place in L.A. Like, come on, man! Like, you just yeah, but it's so carefree though. It's like nothing. Yeah, like, yeah but we're like the same. But but, but we're very where we live the same life. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Okay, and the other thing I was going to say, I think you're conflating the, the song. It's just saying the good old days. It doesn't mean that you you had worries. You always have responsibilities and worries, but when, as you get older, get more experience and hopefully wisdom, you look back. I played college football, which I thought was, oh, so stressful. I work out, I train, I have to go to class. Now that I look back and have, like, I've been laid off, I've had to work, I have a wife, I have a daughter. Like, yeah, those were probably good. Those were great days. Like, all I did was work out, go to class, and fucking, that was it. Go yeah, again, it's all perspective. Yeah. Uh, John Lennon calls those days strange days. And they are very strange days. You're, you're figuring shit out. So that's not necessarily uh, carefree and, and, and 
Good okay. old days. You know, good old days is an ever-changing expression because I, I, I could be living my good old days right now if I'm a 60-year-old fuck thinking about it. You know what I mean? If I'm a 70-year-old guy who's uh, watering my lawn, feeding the ducks, right now is the good old days. I'm you know, rich. so that's an ever-changing perspective. You know what the good old days for me right now is? Oh, when I was in college or when I was in high school or I was hitting home runs. Those are the good old days. As an old guy, as my ears and nose get bigger, as an old guy, right, with a receding hairline, as an old guy wearing a bucket hat by the lake, yeah, the good old days could be right now. That's just it's an ever-changing perspective. You know what I? You know what I learned? Rich, the be- the best, uh, most carefree, best uh, days of your life were the past ten years. And as your friend, I'm happy for you. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a it's a good outlook. It's a it's a common outlook. So I'm not saying that Rich is wrong at all. Because uh, youth, I think, and health are the are the main keys there, yeah. and less re- and less responsibility. However, feel, it's feel, also like, a sad uh, thought because to think that your your, you know, your your best days are behind you. I know you said you didn't say necessarily best days, but it's kind of along the same. No, vein. It, it, not at all. It's your kind ca- of. It's your. It's the carefreeness of. You know, how, <laughs> you know, you're not gonna understand me. No, help us help us understand. No, suck my balls. Would that be our lack of understanding or, or your lack of making a clear point? Help us understand. No, the first thing. No, I don't think so. Help us understand. Tell me where I've gone wrong. I'm listening to reason. I think you make a good point. Brandon in Pittsburgh. I think if you made this about you, I think it would make like 100% sense. But I feel like you're trying to force I didn't it. know you lived such a difficult struggle. Are you... Apparently, you, different, I, didn't know I don't you know what life you're a, looking at. I didn't know you lived it, lived this in, fucking struggle. In, in in comparison to some people, I live a very carefree life. But as far as comparing to my own life in certain stages of my life, I like I said, I would Man. say that the past five years were a little bit more difficult than the rest. Brandon, you're on the show. And they could get harder and they could get easier. What's up, Brandon? Brandon. 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 I think he's living such a carefree moment right now. Brandon. No Brandon. For this. Brandon. All right. Sorry. And it, you know, not that it upsets me, but I, I do find it interesting that, that you don't see that other people could live a slightly different life than you. Of course. I know that most. I most, carefree, just because, mo- most carefree point in my life is fucking the, the days of going outside, playing, and collecting baseball cards. Days go by. The end. Just right. because we've traveled this ro- road together doesn't mean that the path we've created has been the same. I'm not saying fucking Mauser in Louisville or, or, Cocoa, or, or Cocoa Beach, Florida or uh, Sunnyvale, California. Who else is chiming in? Uh, Concord, New Hampshire, Blue Island, Illinois, Tacoma, Washington, um, Woodward, Oklahoma, Clark. Griswold? What's CD? I'm sorry, SD. South Dakota. South Dakota. <laughs> you know Forgot that was a real state. That's it. They people South, live there. South All right, uh, Rich pretending he doesn't know what S and D means. Bazinga. Bazing. Yeah, you're the fucking. You're the Mexican uh, Jim Parsons. Hey, it's Jim Parsons from the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Cavino is the Guido Sheldon. Buzzing. Yeah, buzzing. Oh, oh, oh. I'm not telling Spot how he should feel. You dipshits. No, Rich is I, describing. I said, Spot, Spot nailed it on the, on the head. If you would have just said, "Here's how I feel," the end. You are kind of telling me how I should feel. <laughs> you know, and and that's it. Like, oh yeah, that's great, Rich. We're you know, I I agree that that's how your life is. 
not everybody's life is that way. Although most no, people's, no, I probably you know what? is. I, then I don't know. Then you know what this comes down to? What? Truthfully, money. I don't know Spot. <laughs> probably right. Uh, I don't know uh, his. I don't know him. There's your classic rich of going from sixty to zero. <laughs> I don't think you. No, the truth. The truth is, I don't think I don't you. Know. I don't think you I, the take truth the time. Is, I, don't, I don't know you. I don't think you take the time to look beneath the surface. You just see what's in front of you. <laughs> I, I, I thought about it. I just don't know you. Yeah. You know what? Come to think of it, uh, the past uh, fifteen years of friendship, I don't know you. Who are you? Who are you? Why do you think? Why it's do you like think when, you don't know? It's, like, it's like when Hansel goes out on the deck spot. Are you making a reference to what? Who am I? And he screams to the fucking universe. Who am I? Who am I? And only Neil deGrasse Tyson knows. He knows. Because who am I? Katie Perry doesn't know know who she is. Who you think is your best pal? Maybe you don't even know yourself. Yeah, I don't. Because you think you are the one that really thought you knew your best bud. Because what? You don't. If you're that wrong, then then do you even really know you? Rich is pondering life. Who am I? I don't know. I guess I have a lot of things to ponder. Hey! The results are in, amigo! What's left to ponder? Woo! <laughs> no, it's hey, the it's the hey, second one. Hansel goes out onto the deck and he screams. Who am I? But anyway. I don't know you guys. Because here's the thing. I don't I, I'm reading all the feedback and I want to punch people in the neck. There you go. It's terrible audio. Sorry. No, thanks, but no thanks. Okay, so I, I wasn't listen, I know there's people that are so different. I get it. Look, Clark, South Dakota. I've been on my hustle ever since high school. Since then, uh, it's been different. Happiest time of my life in my thirties. Uh uh, I was a fuck up until then. Oh, Rich is trying to tell Spot how he feels. Vernon, BC, suck my ballsack. Uh, dudes, I'm 44. My my son is entering high school next year, and I built a house and realized uh, I built my house and realized I will probably die in this house. Thanks, Muchach Bro, for reminding me that. People are saying that I'm trying to tell Spot. Uh, Rich, this is your opinion. You're not right about Spot or anyone else. I didn't say I was right about anyone listening. It was an observation, and I sort of passed it along to who I thought was my best bud who lived a very similar life. But I forgot, Spot didn't travel around the world and around the country with you and I going on trips for free. Spot didn't, um, you know, what doesn't work half a day. Spot didn't, uh, you know, doesn't do the same things we do. He doesn't go out with us on the weekend. You think I go home and fucking just don't do anything the rest of the day? What are you... I go to your house, you're watering fucking tomato plants, watching Law & Order. And your boxer briefs. Your boxer briefs. a Law & Order marathon... Probably since moving to LA. <laughs> All, right. All right, forget it. I, I don't. Hey, you know what? We learned something even more important. I don't sometimes watch. You know, sometimes you just don't know who your friends are. Who is Spot? Hey, uh, Brandon Pittsburgh, you're on the show. Hey guys, sorry about that. My old lady called, and I thought I'd be back in time. That's all good. What's up, man? Hey, about that carefree five days of your life and the best days of your life. So I'm only 24, and I feel like you're definitely onto something with the carefree because. Right out of college, I went to the military. And to me, those are the best, I want to say, carefree days of my life. 
because it was just nine to five work, and I'd be getting paid every two weeks, and then me and my buddies would go to the gym and go out every weekend, do whatever the hell we wanted after work. It was just very carefree, and I look at those as the best days so far, but I'm just in my mid-20s so far, so I think those are the best carefree days yeah. of my life. And that's, so, yeah. Well, Brandon, and that, I, I think well, – well, uh, No, 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 let me make this clear. Mm-hmm. I really think that what you're saying is your carefree days end when you become a, a parent. Because yes. and that's really it. And Spot hasn't gotten there yet, so he doesn't realize necessarily that maybe that was his most carefree moment. Hold on. You know, because, Rich, you now have responsibility. You're not carefree. You can't just go out to the bar right after work like this guy describes. Those were great feelings. You just can't skip to your loo at the beat of your own drum because you're now responsible for someone else. You know, that that's really what you're saying I, here. I, I think I just I think I just Thanks, really discovered. I think I discovered. I think I had an epiphany, and I didn't even pee. I think I just discovered something, and I figured out. I feel like we had a major breakthrough, you and I, Rich. Oh, see, I think the reason for our uh, occasional dissonance is that you think that we live the same life, and I think me knowing that we don't live the same life is what causes us to bump heads all the time. But now that you've realized that we don't live the same life, maybe you'll be a little bit more understanding, and we will get along even better. I think we had a breakthrough. This is like couples counseling. On uh, Flashback Friday, can oh. you play Dissonance by Pearl Jam? That's Please what you do. got out of this? Yeah. Dissonance you understand? by Pearl Jam? Yeah. Do you, he's, he's How else do you think I know like the word? G-Core giveaway. So you think me realizing after all this time, you and I aren't as similar as I think. Yeah. That I don't live it's a life. breakthrough. I don't ha- live your life. I don't want your life. No, I, I, would t- I would take your life in a heartbeat. I don't live your, your carefree life. I just then I'm then maybe I just don't know what you Spot can't just walk around in flip flops the way you do so carefree. Yeah, He's got right of toast. Maybe I yeah, I don't know. Maybe I thought you lived uh, more of a carefree life. I are, mean, are you stressed about a lot of things I don't know about? Probably yeah. Like what though? My point that clearly you and Spot disagree with and uh, I look like the biggest no, asshole. No, it's saying? it's not meant for you to look like an asshole. that's only, what people are saying. The only thing that makes you look like an asshole is your inability to see that I think it's just me. I might have a different life than you do. Yeah, I didn't. That's why I didn't involve Cavino or anyone else in the conversation because I know he's gone through struggle and stuff in his personal life. I'm just saying, you to me. I, I look at you and your wife. You live down the block from us. Um, our our wives go out together. I know you have. You're a, just I know, you have, a, I know like, you have. A, I know you have a good amount of money saved. I know you're very comfortable. I know your family's been healthy over the last ten years. I know that. The last ten years, we go. Phyllis's health, health isn't that great. But I'm saying, like, we go, we go to steak dinners with the guys. We've been to Vegas like thirty times together. We go on business trips together. We've been to Super well, Bowls. We've had and a lot of fun. We've been to World Series and Super Bowls and done all these. We've been to McGregor Mayweather fights. We've been to. I feel like you and I, the last ten years, rub and tucks. Oh wait, we've been to. Should I'm, I have not talked about that? My bad. We've been to strip clubs. <laughs> Spot. I've seen you come out of a back room of a strip club with the biggest smile on your face. You and I. Oh, and your wife is there? I guess you don't look at those 10 years as like like fun and carefree. No, but hold on. Having fun in life doesn't make the problems go away. It I just get, means you're having a lot of fun to mask I, the then, problems. Then you know what? You must be masking a hell of a lot of problems that maybe I don't even want to know about. And, and like I, I mean, said, dude, like we I, were, you and I were in Vegas with Spot having uh, fucking manmosas and... and and getting lap dances while this guy was uh, struggling to get up the steps. Yeah. So we don't, and we didn't know that. Like, yeah, but, but I'm just saying, like, I thought that hold, was. His, hold on. By the way, that was Rich Spot's first indicator that something was wrong with his heart. To be honest. 
Well, no, it happened way before that. Yeah, but you, you said you clearly had a, a, oh, a I just, I just memory. Said when we were in Vegas, the last time that we were in Vegas before my surgery, like I was, I was struggling when we were just walking down the strip. So, I mean, the, the point is, I think the greater point is you think you know. But you think you know. What's the, what was the real world slogan? You think you know. But you, no, that's true, true life. Of, oh, true life. You think you know, but you have no idea. You think you know. This is the true story of Spot. But you have no idea. This is the true story of everyone else except for Rich Davis. You know You know what it's like? You know how um, like there's like celebrity couples that you think are like perfect for each other? Like uh, uh, Chris Pratt and Anna Faris. Like, oh, they're such a cute couple, whatever. And then out of nowhere, it's like, oh, my God, they're breaking up. I can't believe it. That's because behind closed doors, there's always issues. People put on fronts for the world. Everyone does. Not that I'm putting on a front. And in, and like I said earlier, in retrospect, compared to other people. It's not about putting people, on a front. It's putting I on a strong face. You know what I mean? It's like you don't want everyone to know that uh, you may be hurting or crumbling yeah, inside. That. That's that's just you know being strong. Like, like I not, said. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I will will never discount the fact that I have a uh, a blessed life compared to other people. There are other people that that are you know suffering. They they are homeless. They have issue. You know, there's 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 people with so many issues, and compared to that, I am blessed. But compared to you, Rich, I don't. We don't live the same life. Sorry. Spot has issues. Rich has space shoes. <laughs> Space, space shoes uh, no, to space. go with a space shirt. Uh, Lauren in West Virginia. Hey, Lauren. By, by the way, please, I implore you to, to see Captain Rich. Captain Rich at the helm. Uh, Captain Dickie Davis of the... Oh, oh, God, what? Of the what? That's something for you to think. All right. Uh, guys, you can see it at Cavino and Rich on Instagram. On our the, Instagram the, story. Uh, USS uh, Dick Sucker. <laughs> USS. Uh, I can't think of anything good. Uh, Lauren, you're on. Oh, enters guys <laughs> At, of the USS enters guys. Uh, what's up, Lauren? <laughs> Lauren, Lauren. What you were just saying? Yeah. Hey, what's up? Hello. Hey. Yeah, you're on. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, what you guys were just saying about people masking their problems? My friends and I have this conversation quite often. We live in a neighborhood that's slightly upper middle class, much nicer than where most people live, but we're not rich. And constantly, you know, everybody's going on, like, extravagant vacations, and everybody seems to have, like, perfect marriages, but then when we turn around and somebody's house is being foreclosed upon, or somebody's getting divorced, or, you know, and you never see any of it coming. People are really, really good at masking their problems. Well, that's called putting on a front, and that's called social media as well. No one uh, posts the reality on social media uh, unless it's some fucking, uh, unless, you know, it's after the case and they want to cry about it. I didn't know Spot was going through all these tough times when I saw all his pictures on mountaintops in in, in, in Maui. You also didn't know know that is? Hold on. You also didn't know that I was living on a couch like a hobo for four months. That's true. That's that's called uh, uh, escapism. That's that's, not escapism. It's called, you know. No, no, no. For me. Oh yeah, you know I'm, I'm uh, having fun. I'm enjoying life. But when you come back to reality, there are certain things you need to address. No, I, I I agree. But I also think your best time and your care for your most carefree time can be completely different too. Like my most carefree time was absolutely college. You do nothing but yeah. hang out with your friends. I, I made that. I made that point. And I agree with you, Lauren. I said your best time and your most carefree time are two separate things. And this conversation got out of control. But I agree 100. percent Your ca- your most carefree time and your most enjoyable, happy time could be totally different things. You could be old with kids and grandkids and say, "Yo, I'm actually this is the happiest I've ever been." You don't need to be happiest when you're young. I was just saying. I yeah, made again, a, it's a give and take. You're the happiest, but you're probably the most unhealthy. 
Yeah, I just you made, know, I just made the general depends what your priorities. I, I just are. made a general statement that I thought others could relate to, and clearly, man, I'm just a big dipshit, huh? Huh? No, you're not a dipshit. Everyone, yeah, well, why are you getting so uh, butthurt? You're just uh, I'm just reading the feedback. You're naive. I'm just reading the feedback. People uh, don't. Pearl Jam's dissident. I thought it was dissonance. Sorry, dissident. Uh, uh. Sorry, sorry, Kansas. Stamp boys. I, I dissident. Fuck. I, I don't feel any like uh, uh, ill will. Shout out to what ill will. I don't feel any ill will towards you right now. I, I just, I, I'm fascinated by your outlook. And and uh, you know what? I wish more people had your outlook on life. Uh, rich, uh, very positive outlook. Yeah. But I think the only I thing think rich the, is the only story is carefree life ends when you have a kid. And when you, or, or let's say, uh, like, uh, when Dickie. you have, when, when you've taken on a responsibility, like maybe your parents die and you're now the man of the house you're, or something like that. You're like Dickiana. You're like Pollyanna. You're Dickiana. <laughs> the only thing Rich is guilty of is wanting everyone to be as happy as there he is. But we all have different roads and They're Rich just, doesn't get it. That's that's a great assessment. Damn, Rich, you're selfish as fuck. No. How did that turn into I'm selfish as fuck? I don't know. You don't know Spot at all. You don't. You don't. You see and work with the guy. You don't know him. Man, maybe you shouldn't have been the best man at my wedding. No. Maybe we uh, maybe we shouldn't hang out so much. Wait, I don't know. We've not, I maybe don't we should it. hang maybe, out more so we get to know I each other know. better. I don't know, man. Maybe I, but then you got to open up a little bit then because clearly I don't know I'm, who Christian Sorge is. Yeah. I, am, I just know the he's person. He's been opened up enough uh, this year. Got a big giant Tell star Spot to prove it. how yeah. ungrateful he is for the life you provided for him. <laughs> there you go. Honestly? You know, Spot, if you, Spot, you're so ungrateful for the life I provide for you. Didn't you travel for free? Because of me. All right, so it's Faction Talk 103. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's going to be different for everybody. Yeah, but, you true. know, I think it's it's very true for Rich, if you want to know about Rich's life, because his life drastically changed once he became a dad. His carefree days of skipping to his loo and doing whatever the fuck he wanted are over. So that's why he's reflecting, thinking the way he thinks, assuming Spot felt the same. Spot might very well feel the same when he has a child and he does have added responsibility and things like that. You know, Who knows? I, 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 would, I would say, you know, the past couple years, like I said, have been have been pretty difficult. But before that, like when I first started with the show, it was very fun. We were doing lots of things. So maybe, maybe based on that, yeah. But that was like more than, you know, I've been with the show for 11 years now. That was like. Six years ago, right, and maybe well, you're unhappier than I think. Maybe, maybe I. What's going on in my life? It's very difficult. I'm being serious. Do you want me to open up to you? I yeah. will. Rich often asks, "What are you so exhausted by?" I'm like, "Bro, walk a fucking moment in my. What are these bad boys I'm rocking right now? I don't know. Cheap shoes. Yeah, cheap right. Shoes. Nike SBs, Air Max Bruins. These are my fucking dopeness ones. These are my dope ones. You and your fucking summer sperries, please, bro." You just got a new pair. Yeah, real deal. You know what? Walk a walk a mile in these, and you'll and you'll say, "Yo, these are." F- I and fucking love Sperry's. By the way, I I, I, I honestly I do I love, love my, my life. I really do love my life, and it's headed on the right track. And I know everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if, if you knew what I had to deal with mentally and how I cope with things, oh my goodness, it's exhausting. I just you know and the same is, applies it, for I, Spot. I I don't come on here. Um, like I'm Barry Horowitz patting myself on the back saying, I live the greatest life. You I, should, though. You but, should but, be proud but, of that. No, but what I, all I said was. You have was, a great life. Yeah, be I proud. Said, what I said was, I, I could acknowledge that the carefree nature in which I used to live is a departure from where I am now. Because as we get older, and once once you have kids, and once your family's getting older, and people, your parents are getting older. Reality I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying the last 
10 years didn't have the realities of children and older family. That's all. And I said, those two things are a big factor. I did not know you had all these, you said you have all these problems. You always talk about how exhausted you are. Everyone talks about these things. And since you don't open up and tell me about it, I don't know. Our buddy made a a great point. Uh, Your significant other also plays a major part in your happiness. And and I'm not saying Kristen's not a positive force in Spot's life. Maybe she's not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know Spot. That's not my point. But her, but her outlook and her views on her parents and her family could also affect Spot, meaning, uh, you know, th- there's a there's another factor that 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 differentiates your views and Spot's views. Rich, if you want to get to know your bud Spot better, next time you water his plants when he's on vacation, in addition to shitting in his toilet, rummage through his th- his house. Find that's, a few that's things. That's great advice. But you, you let me finish my point. <laughs> our, our last caller, like our last caller said, like you don't know what like sort that. of uh, stress that Kristen. Brings to the relationship just maybe based on work and career and things like that. She comes home from a fucking shitty day. And I'm not saying Sarah doesn't have her own stress and problems. I'm saying, but we don't know, you know, Kristen's stress levels that she brings into the relationship uh, and worries that she brings into the relationship because of work and uh, the guy that uh, was talking down at her in the office and that spot now has to deal with. And like, we don't know about that shit. Detached from reality. Rich Davis. How am I detached? That's basically, though. You know what? Can you title the show that on demand? There it is. Detached from reality. Write that down. Oh, there goes gravity. Let's say what's up to Manny in the Bay Area. Hey, what's up, guys? Let's go. Let's go 49ers. Manny faces. Hey, I'm going to start off with, you know, I love the show, but I've been on on strike for spot all this week. Fuck spot. He's been a fucking negative Nancy. Negative? Oh, no. Negative. We call it negative Norbert. I love you, but Rich, (laughs) you be you, man. That's it. That's it. Yeah. You know. Thank you, Manny. Thank you. Life is all about perspectives. I didn't even. What did I. What, Yo, Manny! What did I, what did I do to bring this on? You're my favorite. What did I do? Manny, you're my favorite Vato. Uh, Paul in Edmonton. Hey, uh, Paul. This, this guy's nervous. Hey, good morning. Hey, hey. hey this is uh, really grinding my goat. And I tell you what, I'll give $100 to any of you who don't interrupt me over the next minute. I don't want you to talk for minutes. I'll interrupt you. Uh, yeah, make it 30 okay, seconds. Well, make it 30 seconds. Uh, okay, well, okay, I got some questions for Spot. Spot, did you, when you, who paid for your heart surgery? Who paid, paid for it? United Healthcare. United Healthcare. And me. Okay, well, okay, and, and so, Rich has the same plan. In your last vacation, did you go tenting? Or where did you go? Did I go where? Yeah, you went to Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you afforded Hawaii. Wow. Like, you must be really poor. Um, and the thing is, with, uh, you know, I love Spot, I love Rich. You guys shit on Rich yesterday for him being him. He's got ADD. How much is ADD worth? You want ADD Spot? That's going to cost you 100 grand. You want uh, you need for approval? It's going to cost you another 100 grand a year. You want uh, his addictions? You want Rich's addiction? It's going to cost you another 100 grand a year. Guess what? Now you guys are making the same salary. You want his problems? You know what I mean? You guys are you guys are actually extremely similar. I got brothers that make hundreds of thousands of dollars more than me. You know what? We basically live the same life. Yeah, I, th- I think Spot and I. Li- Thank you, Paul. And uh, I'll, I'll end you there because you made a good a good point. I think. I think. I don't know. Do you think we're that different? Yeah. No, but we but we you you look at the uh, specifics of of on the surface. No, but you got to look at the specifics. I want to. I want not not that you need to go open up a lot, but what? Give us one thing we don't know about as your friends and people that know of like, you every day. I feel Meaning, like you like, know everything about me. Yeah, you but, just choose not to acknowledge it. But what I'm saying is, 
you you talk about all these stress and problems you have, and I know I, the only thing I could you know the only thing I could gather for me right now. I could gather is that uh, your your mother's getting older, and I'm sure that weighs on you a little yeah, bit. That does, and I'm okay. apart, I'm away from her, and and okay. you know it's I'm gonna be the fact that you're away from but, your family. But nobody's away... promised tomorrow, and that, I think that fear lies within anyone who has no, yeah. old, relatively older parents. Our parents yeah. are all getting older, but I know your mother is a, is a little older than our parents, and. You're away from her, Dude, and you're the yeah, you're the baby of the family. She panned for gold. She panned for gold with John McCain. Yeah, she she's like real old. You know, and uh, but besides your mother, the, st the stress of of uh, healing. You know, I'm still healing, and, and I still don't feel quite 100 percent right, and that that worries me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, honestly, do you want to want to hear something real? Yeah, sure. Sometimes I go to bed at night, and I'm afraid that I won't wake, wake up in the morning because I'm sh I'm oh, not shit. sure what's going to happen because of your heart. Because of my heart. Okay, like, that's real. I, I never thought that. Real. That's pretty real. I wish you would have said something cooler, like woke up and realized you didn't like chicks anymore, or like that would have been more fun. Or you you might have a different accent. That would have been and you know that way the, cooler. The, the you know I'm still still trying to have a kid, and Kristen and I are getting older, and it's wor that's worrying me. So the, there's a lot of things going on that that you don't seem to need to worry about. The kid thing, I could say. Yeah, it's a big thing. And and you know all this stuff going on has has put a lot of things on hold. But now it's like okay, now is this going to happen again? You know what's what? Time just keep, things keep getting in the way, and that worries me. Time keeps on ticking into the ticking, future. Ticking into the future. Oh, guys, guys. See, that's that's the, there's guys. real shit. Everyone has real shit though. Multiple people have said, but multiple people have hit us up saying, "Look up what are the the satire iceberg." Is that pretty much saying like you only see a little on the surface yeah. versus what's underneath that whole yeah. thing? Yeah. Like an iceberg, you just see the little tip sticking out of the water, but what what's really lies beneath mm -hmm. that whole thing? I could see that. The kid thing, spot. It's a big thing. That's a big and thing. That, that creates a lot of stress. But during her, during her little window of the month where she could get yeah. pregnant. Creates a lot of stress. Are you uh, are you like delivering like multiple times a day to try to get in there? I mean, that creates a lot of stress. That's what you got to do. And that takes passion out of not the necessarily, sex. which now, creates a lot of stress. Because then it becomes sex is mechanical. Then it becomes yeah. Then it becomes mechanical. Right, and that's a whole other dynamic shift. Right, where's the passion? It's less about passion and more about baby making. Yeah, you know, and that, there's no fun in that because then you feel like there's extra pressure on it. So yeah. I feel like I know a little bit more about spot now. After uh, 20 years. See, I'm not free of care. All right. <laughs> Carefree! That's why. You know when I was free of care? When I was fucking just going out, uh, drinking, hanging with uh, you guys. Also, could I argue that my statement of the last 10 years were very carefree compared to now? Which was my original point? Uh, no, I, I told not you. All right, fair the, enough. The last five right. years were not very carefree. Let's move on. The NFL draft was last night. We talked about that a little bit in the first hour, in case you missed it. Um, hey, what, when, See, were, when, were your, when were your carefree days? When were the good old days? Subjective. Subjective. Thousand Subjective, percent. and uh, I'm a, a, currently I'm a piece of shit. For all things Covino and Rich, follow us at Covino and Rich on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Covino and Rich. For a look behind the velvet rope of interviews and more, much more on Faction Talk 103. We talk sports, we talk entertainment. Yeah, Henry Winkler was here last week, yeah. uh, but we often talk relationships, okay? Yeah. So uh, now we welcome the expert. 
uh, promoting his new book, If You're in My Office, It's Already Too Late, <laughs> A Divorce Lawyer's Guide to Staying Together. So everyone who hits us up all the time, start taking notes because here's the guy <laughs> with the answers. And please get the phones going, too, because everybody has questions. 866-969-1969. Let's welcome James Sexton. Oh, What's wow. up, James? What How are enthusiastic you, Enthusiastic greeting. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, guys. Great What's to be up, here. James? Well, uh, you know, I'm glad you're here. If you're in my office, it's already too late. As Kavino said at the beginning of the show... Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday. <laughs> I mean, Camino right. just going through the final stages yes. uh, of a divorce, so yes. perhaps this could have been, uh, you would have been valuable a couple years ago. I know, you know, people <laughs> say to me all the time, they say, you know, what do you do for a living? I say, oh, I'm a divorce lawyer, and they go, oh, where were you five years ago? And I'm like, I was here. Like, I right. was doing divorce. Yeah. You could have called me, you know, but yes, I... I I, uh, I heard the details of this, and I'm sorry to hear it. Oh, but, uh, hey, life life goes on. And yeah. you know what? Uh, I'm still here to learn, right? We we got to learn from these lessons, so that's why we're, we're happy you're here, yeah. too. The book came out April 10th, mm -hmm. so uh, guys, get it so you can learn a little something. Yeah, keep your relationship intact. We're going to go over all the, uh, sure. a lot of the things in your book, but first and first mostly, watching my best friend go through this. I yeah, just have a, a few, I have a few observations, yeah. a few things. Um, one, is, one is a simple... Why do things take so long? I know there's more yeah. that more to it, but I mean, even when I've seen friends that don't have a messy situation, it could be even when there's no kids or property. Sometimes it's like, hey, we're getting divorced, and it's like months and months and yeah. lawyers back and forth. What it, what's the what's the holdup? So I'm gonna give you like the pat answer that lawyers give, and then I'll give you the, the really honest behind okay. the scenes one, okay. like how the sausage is made. Gotcha. So so the 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 one you tell people, and there's some element of truth to it, you know. Um, like all compelling lies, it has some element of truth yeah. to it. But the, 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 the fact is that people, you know, the system's glutted. The system has a lot of people going through it. 53% of marriages end in divorce. So that's a huge number. Yeah. So the system is not designed to handle the, the volume that it handles. And some states do better at it than others in terms of moving the process along. And, you know, all divorces, like, you know, there's a lot to deal with. I mean, if you're dealing with stuff related to kids, that's one whole set of complications. But even finances, you know, we say as divorce lawyers that there's the, the identification stage. Got to identify the assets, the valuation stage, figure out what they're worth, and then the distribution phase, figure out how to cut them up. So mm. each of those takes some time. The honest answer, in, in my opinion, is we get paid by the hour, lawyers. You yeah. know, and and to some degree, there's there's no incentive built into the system for mm -hmm. lawyers to speed it up there's and no to move sense it of along. Urgency at all? Not yep. for us. Right. I mean, you know, when judges say things like, "Oh, you know, we're delayed two hours today," we'll be like, right, "Well, I'm paid by the hour. Like, I didn't get you anything. I'm six hundred bucks an hour. So if, if the judge is delayed for two hours, I made twelve hundred dollars oh, to sit there. Fuck that. We're gonna get you out of here in fifteen minutes. <laughs> well, no, you know, I'm not I'm not billing this to anybody. Oh, okay, so good. yeah, fair enough. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I, I, you can have clients of mine calling in with with questions I'm, on the I'm line. I'm sick you know? of paying lawyers, man. Yeah, uh, you know, know it's, it's interesting because uh, uh, you know lawyers do their job, man. It's, it's a very important part of the process. I think a lot of times clients don't even realize that. You, like sometimes Kavino will call with mm -hmm. with uh, I found a simple questions. I'm like you're. This is costing you. These yeah. simple questions, like you don't think, oh, yeah. like I think. Yeah, like, uh, when is this official? I can't even get well, an answer. Well, I, I have but the it, conversation with clients all the time where they'll say to me, like, you know, they'll just be venting, you know, because it's an emotional thing, and yeah. I, you know, I get along with my clients. I care about them, you know, I really do, and I, I, I like people, and I like talking to people. So they'll be chatting with me, and I'll kind of say, like, you realize, like, for six hundred bucks an hour, like, I'll mow your lawn for six hundred bucks an hour. I don't mm -hmm. fucking care. But the truth is, like, you, you, there's somebody you could pay less than this conversation is costing you to vent to vent to. 
you know, like you get a good bottle of wine for 200 bucks. It's worth more than the 20 minutes you'll get with me, you know, if you're just venting. So, yeah. but, but I do think like getting a straight answer from your lawyer, see the way I try to do things as a lawyer myself is, is to be very responsive and very, and I'm also just very like OCD. So I'm the kind of guy that like, I'm very much about answering the question, returning the call. My clients would never say they don't know what's going on. But a lot of times lawyers just, we're not so deeply in your shoes. So we don't remember, you know, we don't know who discovered water, but it wasn't a fish. Like if you're in mm -hmm. something, you just don't see it. So when, when all you do is divorce all day, you know, it's like a nurse in a hospital. Like, like the best nurses are the ones who like remember what it's like to be a patient and yeah. they look at you and they're like, they see how frustrated you are and they try to work with that. Lawyers, it's, it's hard, man. It's hard to You're like remember. You're a little desensitized. You have to right. be. I'm, you ha I, would, part of I would literally mm -hmm. not sleep. If I took home emotionally that's true, yeah. the shit my clients are going through, <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. And uh, let me ask you one more thing, and then we'll get into yeah, yeah. how to keep the relationship working, how to avoid yeah. finding finding yourself in your office yeah. when you uh, when it goes when you when you're going through the process. Like someone files, the other person signs. Also, hey, we're going through a divorce. Yeah. What is the protocol, and what's old school versus new school as far as moving on? Because since a divorce does take six months, a year, two, mm -hmm. so a divorce could take years sometimes. Years. It seems. So what's the what's the uh, what's the good look as far as moving on? Well, you know, it, it's a great question. From a legal standpoint, you really can move on anytime you want to. I mean, there, there was a time where we had this concept where you know alimony or what's now called maintenance was if if a woman was unfaithful, essentially she voided her chance of getting alimony, and that's where you got this idea in our cultural head of like the divorce lawyer and the private investigator, like all in cahoots to try to get <gasps> pictures of her coming out of the hotel because it was like if you can catch her in that there was a huge financial incentive because you say oh my god i don't have to pay alimony if i can just catch her screwing somebody else like mm -hmm. you'd, you'd find people for her to have sex with if that was the case you <laughs> yeah. know but the truth is is they removed that they got rid of that concept years and years ago there's no jurisdictions that why have though if, if marriage is a, a is a legal document yeah. and you're supposed to be tied yeah. together and committed why 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 did that go out the i mean window? i think the answer to it is that that you just the truth's at the bottom of a bottomless pit what happens is is if you say to somebody well you know uh, uh i'm leaving her because uh you know uh, she's sleeping with her tennis pro well she's sleeping with her tennis pro because you haven't talked to her in six fucking months well i haven't talked to her in six months because every time i talk to her all she does is yell at me well okay. i yell at you and it's just the courts kind of went Got look it. it's hard enough to figure out what you have and how to cut it in and, half. and based on what you said with the volume of people right. you can't break down every relationship right. like, she's not sleeping with me yeah, yeah because he's insensitive well i'm right. insensitive because you you're always at work right, right. it's a, every every it's every, not a big case you just never get there and yeah. and by the way what judge would be qualified to decide that it's like that's a human thing like, aaron judge. what makes a good or <laughs> shitty spouse is a, is a human question it's not a legal question you know james sexton is here again we're talking about relationships it's so sticky and, and touchy and very personal to me at the moment so yeah rich take it away but i do have a question uh, why? Why is this so unfair? Where did that? Where did that happen? And why hasn't that changed? <laughs> you can't tell you're going through it right now. Yeah, by no, the way. no, but really, it's like yeah. it's such a flawed, yeah. flawed system. No, it is, and, and it, it, and it is. doesn't make sense at all, especially in today's world of, of uh, you know, let's treat everybody equal. Everyone's equal. Right. Everything should be right. right. Why is this still such an well, unfair system? Yeah, I mean, look, there's an article I wrote some years ago that was called "The Last Remaining Feminist Taboo," where I yeah. said, like, you know, women, you know, in general are, are very much about equality. Hashtag Me Too. All the stuff that they're involved with. But as soon as you say to a woman who out earns her husband or who's close to his earnings, oh, you're, you got to pay him alimony, yeah, or you're not going to get that's it anymore. That's still a news story. Oh my God, they look at it like, wait a minute, why would that be the case? You know, and and it's shocking to them. And and women who five minutes before we're super feminist are going to go well wait no, no no i shouldn't have to pay him anything you know he's a man go get a job yeah, so. I'll, pr I'll prove to you how backwards it is when, when a woman has to pay a guy alimony does that's still a headline
Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. I, I just saw it last week about somebody. I forget who else, but that's still a headline. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and and it really is. It's so disheartening because the guy, nine times out of ten, and maybe and the guy's a piece of shit, right? Every case is different. Yeah, sure. Maybe that guy is an asshole piece of shit and deserves it or whatever. Um, but, you know, a lot of times ends up with fucking nothing. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. It's not about what the system doesn't look at is it doesn't look at what do each person need they create formulas and those formulas are designed to just be stuck on everybody but the problem is is that you know no formula is going to fit every scenario and you're supposed to have judges Mm -hmm. who have the time to learn about people and give a shit and unfortunately that doesn't happen like you said the volume it's just not yeah the volume that really is because what's that thing you always talk about the diso diso master diso master or different calculations the calculate of you know what the spousal and what the plug the numbers in child support so like the personal case it falls nothing. away. Like so, when someone says, someone could say, "There's no difference between two people that are both reasonable getting divorced, and two people that are maniacs getting divorced." Right. Because really, at the end of the day, right. it's really just a bunch of numbers being plugged into a system. So you could come with mm-hmm. the sob story yeah. of like, "She does this, she yeah. does this, she." Right. Does, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but see, it's like anything else. You know, it's like it's the ending of a marriage is just like the marriage itself in some ways, and that is that if you have two reasonable people, like I'm divorced myself. I've been mm-hmm. divorced for like ten years. I have two sons with my ex-wife. Super cool person, great woman. Like, there's a lot of people I love that I wouldn't want to be married to. She's one of them, mm, right? You know, and she would say yeah. the same thing about me. Great guy, super. We had a great chapter together. But the truth is, you know, we went different paths. We wanted different things. Mm-hmm. We have great kids together. They're you know 20 and 19 now. We're happy. But the, she's remarried. Couldn't be happier. But the truth is that, that you know we didn't beat the shit out of each other because we stopped and went. Look, there's no one in a black robe with a law school education who's going to be able to govern what's good for you and I and our kids better than we can and what we have to do is be able to shift on the fly we have to be able to go hey listen i know i'm only supposed to pay you x y and z but you know he needs this one of our kids needs this let's work with each other if you require people and this is one of the great incentives i think in the system is if you require people you're going to do the bare minimum okay well if everybody does the bare minimum and i talk about this in the book because even in intact marriages Mm -hmm. you know in your marriage if you go look what is the bare minimum i have to do for my wife what's the bare minimum she has to do for me guarantee you end up in my office what it's supposed to be about is look not only am i going to do the bare minimum i'm going to be your cheerleader i'm going to give a shit about you because what's good for you is good for me what's good for me is good for you and what's good for both but of doesn't us that take enough. time to get to that point where you have that attitude you know i i always said that i don't think that marriage is hard if you don't consider paying attention hard like i think if you can if you think oh, paying, paying attention, attention is very hard, hard it is hard <laughs> yeah it is really hard but yeah. i think that that at the end of the day look you and your spouse have a kid together okay it, it, you have a huge, you're going to have grandkids together. The shit you do right now in your divorce is going to decide what your kid's wedding looks like someday. And whether you guys have to be on separate ends of the room because if you pass each other by the shrimp boat, you're going to kill each other. Or if you can be the people that stand there, have some pictures taken. You know, Is you that s- the right way to be in, in today's world or, or always? Is that the way, is that the goal? I often ask myself this. Yeah. What's the goal? Like what's what's the you know what I mean like what's that perfect sort of picture what you just described yeah. there well, where because, everybody because gets I'll, along I'll speak on behalf well, of Kavino in the, pa- in the in the past guys like Kavino were the type that we always had these conversations yeah. for years when we had girlfriends before Which your mar- parents didn't be- talk until your wedding before yeah before marriages and divorces and when we were both single guys dating right I'm the type that would stay friends with an ex right. and he would mock me. He's the type that you break up with a girl, fuck her, never talk to her again. Done. Yeah, but it's and different. I have, I know, I have but a what child. I'm, but I'm and, saying, you know, things are different. That's the, that's the giant difference. Right. right. The, the giant difference is, is that. The but yeah. there is, I have there's to always have hurt, there's always hurt involved in a breakup. 100%. But I always, I hated the fact that, uh, 
you know, for a long time in my life, it didn't really affect me. But you know, my, I was school concerts. Like mom and dad were in different ends of the thing, yeah, and then you see other crazy. other parents that were divorced, like high five at a soccer game, hanging out. Is it? Yeah. I mean, do you really need to like step your maturity level up to a like? B do you really need to do it? Look, I, I have to tell you, I mean, I think it's the ideal, and I don't just say that personally, but yeah. professionally. I think ideally what you do, especially when you got a kid with somebody, is you got to figure out this mechanism somehow to just look at this person as the mother of your kid or the father of your kid rather than look at them as the enemy. I, I, I happen to be the kind of guy like you. You know what? I, I tend to get along with my ex-girlfriends. I had the attitude of like, look, the, the, our life's like a long book, and this girl was one chapter. It was a good, was then, a good chapter. It yeah. didn't work out, but like, you, you, right. love, you love someone for a handful of years right. to, to be like, hey, I'll never see you again. Bye. Right. And, and, crazy. And, and to go from zero to 100 or 100 to zero like oh I, I used to love you and now I think you suck like it's such a jump mm -hmm. but I get you know look I get how hard it is to yeah. stay connected to somebody but but see again that's where I think it's incumbent on on each of us because we can't change what the other person's gonna do but you can adjust your attitude by thinking about the fact and I, I make clients do it I mean I talk about in the book there's a there you know when we do negotiations I'll put a picture of their fucking kid on the table and just let the picture sit there. And just, you know, you want to behave like a selfish asshole, do it in front of a picture of your kid. You know, think about That's the fact, one. think about the fact mm -hmm. you're going to be a grandparent with this woman. Yeah. And you're going to have to sit, and you know what? By the way, it's a great mindset, too. I think yeah. every decision, I, and, I, and I take your advice there, every decision I make, I make with my child in mind 100%. first you know even like the tough ones like eh, well what you know what i'm not doing that for her i'm doing it for my kid exactly you know exactly. And, and that mindset definitely helps a lot but is the goal the ultimate goal for happiness and to have uh, some sort of cohesive system going on is for everyone to sort of i don't I, like where's the line though like i gotta pal around with the, eventually you know whoever she's with and vice versa like, i mean look i think the, if you can I yeah mean, I, my ex-wife's you know current husband's a great dude i mean i've hung out with him a bunch of times you I mean, can't it, admit you that know? i come not, from not, not i come that, from that, a, a place that, uh, or not, school where my dad would be like man fuck that right hey, that's doing what right. Shit. yeah but and that know. those 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 words you know or that way of thinking it right. sticks with you i mean I guarantee. I mean, there's there's no current guy, but I guarantee yeah. I who his who his, what, 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 or maybe you know, but whoever his ex ends up with. Right. I guarantee this guy could, it could be Tom Brady, and he's yeah. like, and Cavino's mindset Fuck would be what a fucking though. loser. Yeah, like, yeah. that's right. And there's that's, enough reasons to hate Tom Brady. But I, no, I mean, <laughs> what I would say though is is look, the opposite of love isn't hate. The opposite of love is indifference. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If if, if you if 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 you you say something bad about me or who you're dating or what you're doing, if it pisses me off, you have power over me. Whereas if if, if you say to somebody like, oh, you know, your ex-wife this, and I go, who? Oh, oh yeah, whatever. I don't fuck. Like, listen, I, I mean, I don't say this disrespectful to my ex-wife, but you know, I don't give a shit who she dated because I don't want to be with her anymore. So right. great. If, if she wants to date ten people, twenty, but it's none of my business. So I I think you know that mentality of like the love turns into hate is because there's still this passionate connection. But you know, the truth is, is if it, you got the right attitude you stay focused on your kid you don't look at it like i'm giving this to her i, I have clients who like every penny of child support that they give to their ex-wife they're like they think she's like buying sex toys with it for use with a new boyfriend the truth is she's buying fucking groceries 90 percent of the time mm -hmm. so I, I get the frustration that guys go through and, and believe me I, I understand but you know what you're if you're married you got one set of problems. You got one set of your dollars that are going out the door to the person you're married to. You get divorced. You know, still money's still going to this person. It's just going to them in a different way. And maybe you're not, yeah. you know, you're not sleeping with them anymore. You don't have any incentive necessarily to want to please them in that way. But how it's, about, it's how about child support? Uh, why is there no sort of system in place to say, well, you know, what money is being earned on the flip side? And what happens to the residual? Like, why can't there be some yeah. sort of actual system that says this is what's actually needed, and the rest of it goes to maybe a kid's account or something like that? It's a, it's a. Doesn't great, this sound like common sense? Here's what I'll tell you, and here's the yeah. analogy. Volume and system. I here's guess. the analogy. Yeah, here's the analogy Again? I give. Why don't we have a speed limit 
that takes into consideration the weather. You know, if it's raining, you can drive this fast. If it's snowing, you can drive this fast. If it's clear out, you can drive this fast. If it's 7 in the morning, you can drive this fast. If it's 4 a.m. and there's no cars in the road, you can drive this fast. Because the cops and the system just can't be bothered really to do that right to go okay well what are all the variables it's just the same thing with this. just pick a fucking number you know it's like why is this 55 miles an hour because that's the number you know <laughs> is 56 much worse not really but yeah, we but gotta pick what? a number and that's sometimes what i don't like the fucking number i hear it i hear it <laughs> james thanks yeah. but james no, uh, james hey listen james i didn't pick the numbers so. i know, I know. <laughs> james, i'm just joking uh, honestly I'm, I'm not bitter i'm in a really happy place but it's, it's really interesting stuff and and you know we we hear so much about it like you said 53 percent of, of marriages and divorce uh and you just want you just want happiness at the end of the day for everybody i think and and how do we get there uh you know we're, we're gonna learn a little more from yeah. the book if you're in my office it's already too late that's the book i want to i want to get to what's in this book but one more thing not necessarily about you Kavino, but just when you i look at my my wife's family right mm -hmm. her parents are divorced mm -hmm. But there came a point, like you said, in the beginning, she tells me, never easy, right? When your parents, like, right. is, is animosity. But now, at holidays, her dad, mom, and stepdad, they're all there with the grandkids right. and everything. So, yeah. like, based on what you're saying, the goal is you always have to think grandkids together, future yeah. together, because otherwise, it's going to be a hassle yeah, come you holidays. You control, right? like, two women getting along. Right. You know what I mean? You like, like, you could say and have these wishes all day long. Right. I, I couldn't get, you know, certain people to get along with my family members. You think I'm going to get, you know, uh, a new person and, a, you know, two women, if they don't want to get along, that's just tough titties. Yeah, you can't control Pun intended. it. You yeah. can't control But the truth, you know, for your, your situation yeah. is so, so you, you come from a background where your parents are divorced. Your yeah. wife comes from a background where her parents were divorced. So you guys both have like this opposite relationship role models. You go, look, mm -hmm. I don't know exactly what I want, but I don't want that. Exactly. Right? So that's just as good to some degree as having a role model of like a perfect marriage because you look at it and go, you know, like, I don't know what intelligence looks like, but I could spot stupid a mile away. You right know, on. and it's the same thing. Like, I don't know what a happy marriage like my whole premise of my book is i don't know what a happy marriage is i know what a shitty one is like i all i do is watch these broken destroyed ones all the mistakes people made and this isn't my opinion this is what i've seen this is the actual stuff that is in my office sitting in front of me and that's why like if you don't like it or you go well that's sexist or that's this look you know what i'm not telling you it should be this way i'm telling you it is this way period you know you don't get mad at me for that james james sexton here on the cnr show uh, hit him up at nyc divorce law if you want to hit him up at NYC Divorce Law on Twitter, Divorce Lawyer on Instagram. Now, you know what a shitty marriage looks like. Sure. So, what are what are some of the fucking clear indicators that this is this is going yeah. down the drain? I'm, and 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 give us some advice, yeah. you know, because that's what you're saying. The best marriage advice comes from a divorce lawyer. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, look, I think that there's a lot of, you know, no single raindrops responsible for the flood, you know, but but I think if you talk to anybody who's divorced, what they're going to tell you is 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 it really happens two ways, very slow and then all at once. You know, and that's that's the truth is it's, it's real slow. It's lots of little things that create distance between yeah. two people. You know, like when you're when you're newly married, when you're happily married, you know, you're happily married, Rich. Yeah. The, the truth is, is that and you're playing way above the rim from what I've seen, you know, ah! but, which is always good. That's you know, that's good, though, gives you a powerful incentive to yes. keep it together. But the truth is, is when you're when you have that kind of a situation where there's an abundance of optimism and affection, you still like each other. It's slippage is what screws the whole thing up because these little things derail it. And then once the little things happen, they 
just build up and it just explodes. And that, and that's the flood, you know? And that's when people cheat. That's when people do financial impropriety. So the best advice I would give and the advice I really, most of the book is about is just how to stop slippage. Like how to stay in a place. It's a lot easier to stay a healthy weight than to get super fat and try to lose 50 pounds. It's a lot easier to just keep a relationship in a good place than it is to let it get shitty and then try to fix it. Right. You know, so, so right that's the, what the book's about is basically just about, look, right now, you like your wife. She likes you. There's a bunch of stuff you guys do, little tiny things, you know, whether it's in, in the kitchen, in the bedroom, in the, in the car when you're driving together, in the morning before you leave. There are these little kindnesses you show to each other, these little affections you show to each other. They're just touching her back when you walk past her in the kitchen for two seconds. That's the shit that adds up. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you stop doing that because you're just used to it. You know, you're just used to it. Like, it just happens. And then it all falls apart. And then the big things happen and there's no way back. Do you, uh, by the way, everything you're saying makes a ton of sense. James Sexton, guys, the book, I'm, I'm, I'm going to imagine you're going to love this. If you're in my office, it's already too late. A Divorce Lawyer's Guide to Staying Together. When you see most of your clients, uh, random percentage, what percentage of people is it the slippage? And what percentage is it, hey, we're happy and my husband just fucked some girl in Vegas? Like, does that, is that not as common? I feel that like that just doesn't exist. Because people mean, are pretty it, forgiving for the most part. Or do you think that, like, do you have many clients where it's like everything was perfect? until he fucked that girl yeah, in his office. Yeah, well, listen, affairs is like its own thing, and I do a chapter called The Five Types of Infidelity, because there's like only five kinds, as far as I'm concerned. There, there mm -hmm. really aren't like an unlimited number of affairs. There's like the whoops, you know, like I made a mistake. Like I was in Vegas and I fucked the stripper because I was drunk. Yeah. And that's an easier thing to get past, right? Because that's like a, you just made a really, I mean, if you're gonna make a mistake, that's a high level that's a, mistake. That's a high level mistake, but, but yeah, it really like, is like just a gonna, mistake. Yeah, like I, no, I blew five like, grand on blackjack would be a better like choice than a, that. At but, least it's something, because I often get, well, what happened? I'm like, well, Nothing happened. Right. Like, and, and well, see, that's, that's exactly harder to swallow because right. you're like, it's so hard. Right. You know, when I used to say to people, like, I wish my ex-wife and I'd been like throwing shit at each other. Or right. Some bombshell. The truth is, it was like, yeah, I just, you know, like this is a person who I used to love in a certain way, and now we kind of don't feel that way, and it's it is what it is. Like, and so so people want there to be a villain. They want there to be a bad guy. I, I have to tell you, I don't think that people come into my office very often where it's just one big thing. It's a lot of little things that just mm -hmm. added up to this massive thing. You know. Wow. Damn. Learning a lot, too. You got to avoid it. Now, from a legal perspective, is it bad to approach uh, a new situation protecting yourself in, in certain ways, or do you advise that? I don't think so. Look, I'm still, fundamentally, I'm still a romantic. I still think that, that we can have the best like understanding of ourselves through a connection to another person. I love love. Like I love women. I I, th I think, and I I'm, I'm like one of those people that really believes that like good happy relationships makes your life so much better, even mm -hmm. if they don't work yeah. out to a happily ever after. But you know what? I don't believe in fairy tales, and that's the thing. What we're doing now to people is we're, we're we've convinced them that there's a soulmate out there for them and they yeah. just got to find that person and then that person is going to be the best friend best lover best parent best vacation companion best roommate best financial partner all of those things in one person and by the way if they're not good at any of that they suck get rid of them that's yeah. it they suck they weren't the right one you screwed what, up you picked the wrong one no relationship is perfect and i never want people to think that i think i know my, i know I, yeah Mr. you guys have a lovely relationship can we know what yeah. that's as close as it is uh, yeah. you know yeah. we just signed a two-year deal so that's going to take us 16 years I know, I know. our longest relationship yeah. even, even mr perfect the wrestler did not have a perfect yeah. marriage no I, I don't think my relationship is perfect but the one thing i was telling my wife yesterday we're, we're just we put the baby to bed we're sitting there fucking watching american idol on our dvr and i'm, I'm like, I, 
forget the romance, sexual connection. Those things, highs and lows, all these things happen. Sure. But sometimes just getting along with someone, like you said, being a good roommate and just being great. a... I was like, walking, as corny as it yeah. sounds, like, you know, I really enjoy just walking with you to get coffee and yeah. sitting and watching it's a stupid easy. show with you. It's I was easy. like, you make, my life, you make my life easy. I'm Isn't like, that amazing? And, and to have it sheer... See, the thing is, is we, we've also created this world where, like, there's an incentive to pick on your spouse, right? Like, if they're not getting something right, you immediately are like, why don't you do it that way? Or, you know, or you're supposed to say to your wife, like, hey, why do you do that? Or, by the way, if we're upset at her, we get told, you know, happy wife, happy life, right? Don't don't question it. Don't say anything. If she's doing something that's bothering you, don't don't bring it up. Just be happy for you. By the way, number one annoying thing said at weddings. Yeah, happy, happy, happy wife, life. happy oh, life. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I, you we want to punch people. Yeah. Say that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And the truth is, it's it's the exact opposite of the yeah. advice you should hear. The actual advice you should hear is, hey, listen, the minute you guys start feeling some distance from each other, like, just say it, just point it out, just say mm. it. There's a chapter in my book called Hit Send Now, where I basically just say, like, look, when there's these little things, if it's there, just say something because that's how you stop the slippage. And it's and true. the truth is for you, it may be insensitive to, at times, but to, I I'm to, I'm way in favor of this. To say that you sit there with your wife and you watch a show on TV and you just hang out, or you go for a walk, whatever, that's that's what's supposed. Your your wife's supposed to be your cheerleader. And you're supposed to be her cheerleader. And listen, this world, everybody's trying to fuck us up 24-7, man. It's so antagonistic to us. So that you need a cheerleader. That's why I still believe in love and romance. We still right. need a cheerleader. Well, that leads me to my, and it's a great point. You know, at first I was like, oh, she needs to be your cheerleader. But vice versa, you need to be her cheerleader. Yeah. You know, as Chris Rock said in his uh, new special, you, everyone needs to play the tambourine once in a while. Right, right. <laughs> like, not everyone's to... a lead singer all the time. Exactly. You gotta... yeah. now, now, but their shifting role seems to be a big problem. Do you see that to be a big problem where a man's no longer sort of being the man or allowed to be the man in the relationship? Like, Do you see roles shifting in relationships yeah, I mean, look, Being I think there's, there's absolutely a change in the definitions of masculinity, femininity, what's expected of men and right. women. And I think that has an impact on it, on the way we perceive each other. I think that there is something that traditional women, again, not all women, but traditional heterosexual women find a certain kind of masculinity attractive. But we've created a culture that absolutely pulls men off of that. And then what do women do? Women want the opposite. And by the way, we're the same way. I mean, we want the opposite of what we have. If every single day we eat one kind of sandwich, in a little while we want to try a different kind of sandwich. So... You know, I remember when I was married, I used to like wear you know, my suit every day and I was all dressed up. I looked like I was going to a wedding every day. And every once in a while on the weekend, I would put on like clothes to go outside and do some yard work. And my ex-wife would be like, oh, look at you. You look so sightly. Like, yard work. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, women like would die to see their husband dressed up every day in an expensive suit like I wear. And you're freaking out because I'm wearing a jeans and a ripped T-shirt because it's different. You know, yeah, so the, right. point, the point is, is we all with roles. Look, there was a time where there was a very traditional role for men, very traditional role for women. It worked sometimes. It didn't work other times. I think we're all confused, uh, men and women, because we just don't know what's expected of us anymore. It, it just we, in some places we're equals, in I some agree. places we're not. I'm, I'm, we're equals when it comes to you know uh, everything. In, in, but I'm not supposed to. But I'm supposed, still supposed to pay for your drinks. Like nobody kind of knows what the f rules are. The anymore. fucking only solace and peace of mind I have when it comes to that is like just I don't know. Am I being a good guy here? Am I doing my... Mm. That's it. Yeah. Am I being... I'm trying real hard not to be an asshole, you know? Yeah, 100%. Um, and that leads me to my next question. Again, James Sexton's here. You got to pick up the new book, guys. Uh, if you're in my office, it's already too late. A Divorce Lawyer's Guide to Staying Together. Uh, it's been out. A lot of people talking about it. Oh, I, and, uh, I know what I want to ask you. You know, it's yeah. so funny because I'm looking at my notes. I got a couple more notes, too. You know, like I said, I don't want to be an asshole. In my notes, this is what it says. Can you smell the asshole? That's my question. Can hey, can mean? you smell the asshole? Smell. That needs a no. little more clarification. Okay. My yeah, question is this. Yeah. As a lawyer, right? Yeah. 
to me, there there asshole. is a villain at times. <laughs> yeah. At times, there's a piece of it's shit. The asshole. Um, <laughs> can you tell if you know you're representing that piece of oh, shit? Yeah. And how does and how do you how do you justify that as a, as a you, you seem like a good guy, and I know <laughs> yeah. it's just work. Yeah. But to me, you, don't you I, feel I, bad I, for the guy you're squeezing the fucking oh, yeah. juice out of? Oh yeah. No, I have to tell you something. I and you know I'm a weapon. Okay. You know, I'm a weapon. You point me at somebody. And, so, and you know, a weapon in the hands of a, of a cop or someone who's trying to do good things is a good thing. A weapon in the hands of a villain can really fuck people up. I, I get pointed at really good people sometimes. I get pointed at, at, at horrible people sometimes. I represent <laughs> some unbelievable pieces of shit. How They're, do you sleep at night, James? I, That's I, the question. On a big, comfortable bed with expensive sheets. You no, son of a bitch. I, I mean, you I really do. Yeah, I mean, you know. He's got the bowling branch yeah. and the sleep number. Yeah, I'm really kidding. Guess no. what, and guess what I lost? Both. <laughs> but you're, well, you know what? I, I'm, I'm glad you said it because yesterday, I, I don't know why. I, you know what it was? I know. I, I was just cleaning up the apartment. We're switching, moving around our apartment okay. and stuff. And Judge Judy was on the background. I took sure. a break. I'm like, I'm going to Let me watch yeah. this for a minute. The pieces of shit. This, the people yeah. that are on that show. Yeah. Like some some like redneck comes in like, my, the landlord said they owed me this. And they're giving Judge Judy a piece of paper. Like not even typed out. Like, can't, and I'm thinking to myself, the people that lawyers and judges deal oh, with yeah. on a daily basis, you could you could probably point out the pieces of shit yeah. and the actual like class acts from a mile away. There are some horrible people. There, it, I was joking with a colleague of mine recently, and we were saying how there's a moment in every case where like every once in a while you realize, oh shit, I've got the asshole. Oh, you do. You know, because people come in. Because here's what happens: everybody right. comes in, and you just hear their side of it. So right. they yeah. come in, and, they, and by the way, everyone says the same thing. They come in, they go, "Listen, Jim, you know, I just want to be fair. I don't want to be an asshole. Right. I just want to be fair." You know, but their definition of fair, obviously, and their spouses are totally different. <laughs> But you're hearing one side of the facts, and there are guys, I'll sit there, or even women, I'll listen to this story, and I'm like, my God, this poor guy, I'm going to go, you know, because I went into this because I want to be like a hero, I'm going to like take up the helm, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be a good guy. And then you realize like halfway through, like, oh no, he's like a tremendous piece of shit. <laughs> you know, or, oh, she's a horrible person. <laughs> right. and, and, and divorce lawyers, the, the interesting thing is, is that we're the only lawyers that are not allowed to have sex with our clients by statute. It actually says in the Lawyer's Code of Professional Responsibility that if you're in a domestic relations matter, you're an attorney, you're not allowed to have sex with your client. And whoever wrote that rule was not a divorce lawyer because I have to tell you, when you're a divorce lawyer, you would never want to fuck them. You wouldn't want to be in a room with them because you just you right. get to see such an honest and and they're as awful as all of us. You know, yeah. we're all pretty awful if you catch us at the wrong moment. But but similarly. <sighs> People are good, if, you know, again, if you catch them at the right moment. So I will say, I've only a couple times, one of the chapters in the book is actually about me representing a pimp. Like, and I don't mean that like, and he was a pimp. I mean, like, he was a pimp. Like, this is what he did for a living. He sold women's bodies for a living. Oh my God. And I represented him against one of his former girls who he was trying to take custody of the kids from. And basically, it's about how, at the end, the lawyer on the other side was just horrible. Like, they were brand new, they were inexperienced, and they just fucked the whole case up. And the judge kind of was annoyed at the lawyer. I mean, it's, it's a funny, I mean, it's a funny, horrible story. And, and it really is about the feeling as a lawyer of, like, watching the wrong thing happen. It's like in the movie Liar, Liar, Liar when Jim yeah. Carrey has a revelation. Like, he, yeah. he's, he was defending that, remember the piece of shit woman? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and I yeah. shouldn't win. The, and it was one of those was, moments uh, where I'm like, Tilly, I should right? not be winning the case. Yeah, it was Jennifer Tilly. She had yeah, jumbos, literally. though. She, she did have jumbos. She had jumbos. <laughs> hey, you know, James, yeah, I think, I think I'm reading between lines here, and I think there's a nice ending to the story. Like, despite all the garbage you deal with uh, on the daily, right? People bitching yeah. and moaning about money and garbage uh, and headaches. You still said, you said you believe in love. You just don't believe yeah. in fairy tales. Yeah. Do you still believe in marriage? I do. You yeah, do? I, I do. So I, that's, I don't, that's a great fucking thing. I don't thing, then, know though. why... Here's also, I, marriage is like the lottery. You're probably not going to win. Okay, but then but what if, if you win, what yeah. you win is so good that why wouldn't you buy a ticket? 
Why wouldn't you try? Ah, I mean, if well, you I, have the I, right I, attitude, listen, man. You know what? I, I don't know the details of your marriage, but you know what? Uh, Whatever it's, comes it's of all, it, like when it time, ends, things will be fine. Okay, but here's what I'm yeah. going to tell you: If you hadn't had the exact woman at the exact time, you wouldn't have the exact kid you have, and I bet you love your kid. Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah. So then, so then, you know what? You got nothing to regret. Yeah, of course. So then, your attitude is: you know what? Okay, so that chapter ends, another chapter begins, and and you move forward. And to me, if marriage is approached from that perspective then that's the right way to do it. And if you do it again, you do a prenup. That's what everybody with half a brain is going to do. If they do it again, they do a prenup. Not everybody does everything great the first time they so do it. So that's the adjustment you would make. Absolutely. All right, cool. Absolutely. I love it. I'm thinking to myself, this guy's terrific. But then I'm like, yeah, he's a top divorce attorney in New York and has a book. I'm like, yeah. He talks for a living. Yeah, yeah. yeah really impressed with this guy. I'm like, really? I'm like yeah. who is this guy? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, really impressed. I'm like, man, I think I want to get divorced just so I could use him. Yeah, yeah. why are you on our show? Right, no, yeah. I'm just kidding. Spot, uh, I heard Spot took your card already. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I can neither confirm nor deny yeah. that. And by the way, I, I got to say, I, I really try hard to uh, have that outlook that you have, and I think that's a really positive and awesome outlook I, I for everyone. It, I think as time goes yeah. on, maturity, no, maturity takes over, and you may not want to be best friends with your ex, but at school plays and concerts, yeah. and, and, and it's going to get easier. It's going to make yeah, your course, life easier. And, if you and, love your kid, man, it's, oh, it, more it, than anything. It's, and what what'll happen is your kids make it so easy because it's as time goes on, they, what they need from you and they need from her is so clear, and and you'll see how much when you're good to her, it's gonna it's gonna make them happy, and it's great. It's and the great. mature ability to. I'll be honest, to acknowledge that she may have ended up with a good guy. It's no harm yeah. in saying that. Like you're saying that, hey, your ex-wife, uh, you know. Dude, do you want her nice with dad. a jerk? That's the jerk's I... going to be around your kids. Are you kidding me? You right. want her to be with them as close to Prince Charming as humanly possible. And by yeah. the way, I suck. Like, I'm a great ex-husband. I was a shit husband. So I look at it, the skill set for an ex-husband, I can handle. The skill set for a husband, I, I'm not, 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 that's not my skill mm, that's set. That's pretty cool. I so like that So you just one. take the attitude of, you know what? I'm yeah. a good ex-husband. I'm reliable. I'm consistent. I'm a great dad. I'm predictable in that way. Am I great as a husband? Yeah, it's a whole other skill. I don't want to sit there at the end of the day and pat you back. What'd you do today? How was it? I don't want to do, I don't have that skill set. But I can tell you when I'll pick the kids up. I can tell you that the check's going to be there on time. I'm great at that. Oh, I like that. So yeah. take that attitude. I'm a great See? ex-husband. I think okay. I'm a, I think I'm a, I'm a, I think I James is. A, I think ex-husband. I think James came into your life at the right time. Yeah. Right. Right. Setting you in the right, right, right way. Coincidence. I don't know people think that he came here to help me out. Actually, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm here to serve you papers. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. Oh, fuck you. This is all an elaborate ruse. Oh, James Sexton, the book. Uh, if you're in my office, it's already too late. A divorce lawyer's guide to staying together. One last thing before before we uh, before we take a break. Before you even get married. I feel like there's certain things people don't address. Now, I'm not the saying you, but there are certain, like you said the one thing you really didn't discuss enough was yeah, how many want, kids? Want I always kids, said that. But how many kids? Because some people say, oh, I want kids. I want kids too. And then some people have a kid and they're like, all right, that's enough. And the other person imagines some big family. Oh, yeah. And other people, you know, we have a lot of people listening across the country that are s traveling salespeople. They drive trucks. They're in the military. They, they're on an oil patch for months at a time. Some people want a traveling circus. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. I think audience. a lot of times people don't also talk about what is possible. Like when I met my wife, I said, hey, listen, I work in radio. We, live in, we lived in New York at the time. I said, I want to live in New York or Los Angeles. But there is a chance that in my radio career, we I may need to go do a morning show in, I don't know, Duluth. fucking Duluth or uh, sure. Ohio or something. Sure. Greensboro. You know this, right? And mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people don't go in with those, here's what's possible. It's not even possible. It's likely. 
Yeah. It's likely. Yeah. Look, to, to say like possible, like, okay, ending up in Ohio, that's possible. Are you but saying I mean, my radio likely, career is going to end up in Ohio? I'm not saying that, but, you know, listen. <laughs> he Listen, he said Ohio. So I don't know what if he knows something here. It's a yeah. two-year commitment. I don't I know. know what's going on past that. But the, the, no, the, the truth is, is there are things that are likely. And and, and married, you know, you, we do not encourage engaged people. We encourage you to talk a lot about what cake you're going to choose. We encourage you to talk about what your first dance and your first song is going to be. We don't. You buy a house. You get a HUD disclosure, a mortgage loan disclosure. You get 50 things about the lead paint in the house. You get married. You don't get a fucking pamphlet. You don't get like a leaflet that says, you just did yeah. the most legally significant thing you're going to ever do other than dying. And you you don't even get any idea what your rights are. So I think one of the best things that that, that, that I try to tell people when we're talking about prenups, okay? Because yeah. I, I do a ton of prenups. And by the way, way more people you know have prenups than than, than would ever admit it. Because you don't put on Facebook, like, here we are signing the prenup. You know, you put pictures of you tasting the <laughs> so cake. wait, you do prenups? I do tons of prenups. Yeah, write that Sweet. down. So, so yeah, we're yeah. going to give gift certificates for you guys for the prenups. And okay. <laughs> so, not for you. You're staying married. Do you give right? cool guy discounts? I absolutely give cool guy good discounts. good to know. Yeah, yeah. I just increased my hourly rate, though. Right. No, but, you know, the, the, the truth is that at the end of the day, when 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 you you get married, you got to look at it the following way. And this is what I always tell people when I'm talking about prenups. If I said to you, when you're 20 something years old, you can have any car in the world. What car do you want? You're going to say Ferrari, Lamborghini, Porsche, mm. you know, Maserati, something like that. If I said to you, okay, what car you choose? That's going to be the car, the one car you drive for the rest of your life. You would not pick that car because you don't want to be 40 something years old with two kids trying to squeeze them in the back of a Ferrari. So that's the problem with marriage. You're, you're signing up based on a set of facts. You're signing up based on how your life is right now. But you're saying, I'm going to be with you, you and only you forever, whatever the circumstances. So I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. You got to sit down and have a conversation about, look, what's likely going to happen? Are we going to move? Do you want to stay in a house? Do you want to stay in an apartment? Likely How many kids happen. do you want? When we first met and did this radio show, we were in our 20s and we were broadcasting from Mexico spring break with Maxim and MTV and things like that. <laughs> and, and, now, and now we're, you know, we're, now we're both dads. Right. Think of like where our show has gone. Right. Think of relationships right. in general, like where you were in your 20s, 30s, 40s, and so on. But then think about it yeah. like this. You're still fundamentally very similar to who you were, right? Mm -hmm. You still are. You still yeah. relate to each other yeah. and you're still connected. I mean, you guys there. are a good metaphor of marriage. We are. Because <laughs> you really are. You're in marriage. And then in the sense that, look, you've changed and grown, but you can listen to the stuff you guys did back in the day and there's still the same you guys in there. It's yeah. like when you look at a picture of yourself when you're younger, you're like, all right, I'm a little grayer now. I got a little more of this. But you know, the truth is, is it's still, this, I can see the person in there. So it's the same thing. If you have the conversation at the start about, look, what are the, and that's why I say to people, the best thing you can do when you're getting married is talk about divorce. When you're engaged, I wrote an article for, I think it was Time Magazine called Congratulations on Your Engagement. Let's talk about divorce. You think it's Time Magazine? Yo, Spot, this guy's good, remember. bro. Nice. This guy, this spot. <laughs> no, you know what it is? I went from total obscurity of just being a divorce lawyer to all of a sudden actually being someone who's talking to people on the radio and writing <laughs> articles. <laughs> so I can't keep track of what I said to no, anymore. great, yeah. man. No. Hey, dude, you know, super cool. Super nice to meet you. you like like Rich said, here. you know, I wish I would have met you, you know, five years ago, but yes. I'm here for a reason and uh, I'm happy and, and I love the outlook you. you yeah, spewed here on the air today. The book is out now. If you're in my office, it's already too late. A Divorce Lawyer's Guide to Staying Together. James, a pleasure having you here, I would have blast, guys. Anytime, brother. Thank you so much. More Covino and Rich now. The best of Covino and Rich on Faction Talk 103. Now, this is just my one example of thousands of times this has happened. And I'm sure a lot of people have noticed this. There is a unisex bathroom. There's a woman's bathroom, and there is a men's bathroom, okay? This is at my Orange Theory Fitness. So here's what I'm doing. I'm getting ready for, again, a little workout. I'm doing my little stretches. I'm like, okay, now I got to go take a pee. 
And this is without fail every time. Every time I go to use the men's room, it's occupied. Mm-hmm. Little occupado sign is up. Okay. So I sit I, there. I feel like at Orange Theory, I mostly see women. Yeah. Oh, hold on. So I sit there and I wait. But, and it's just as an Orange Theory. It's about, okay? seven, it's about 75, 25. I don't care. When I look at that wall, there's a symbol like of a man, okay? And I know we as men may not think as uh, we're as cool as we used to be. But guess what? I'm still a man, it's right? It's cool to be a man anymore. I'm, all right, maybe I'm a man boy, if you want to be accurate. But I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm 40. You know how nerd's the new cool? Yeah. Man's the new lame. Man's the new lame because here's what happens nine times out of ten. I'm sitting there waiting, waiting patiently, right? Just to use the bathroom. Come so my hattie do. I'm a man. I'm 40. Thank One. you. Thank you. <laughs> oh. Nine times out of ten, some woman struts the fuck out of the men's room like she owns the joint. Who cares? I care. Why it's, do I got to wait? Produ- I can't use the woman's you're, bathroom, you're, can I? I'm sick of that shit. If it's, I'm uh, sick of it. No. I'm throwing bait out there. Stop uh, fucking fighting me. But no, but the part, part, of, part, of, throwing, part of throwing out the bait is arguing the bait. Who? Do they think they are? I am shocked. The nerve <laughs> of these fucking prissy little hair up in a bun, walking all proudly with your little strut and your yoga pants. Who do you think you are to be taking up my bathroom time every day at the club, at the bar, at the gym? Yeah. Beat it. Scramble a ding dong. As I say. We're losing our own sort of rights and pride We're left and right. Too. Just leave the bathroom alone. Scram. Let me, let me beat take, it. Who needs you, you here? This is where the dicks hang out. Get out. <laughs> Get out of Literally, here. Get out. Welcome to the men's room. This is where the dicks hang out. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the men's room? Nielsen? Where the dicks hang yeah. out. Get out of here. I want to I wanna release my manly ass fart. Get out. I want to do a 16-second fart, and you're holding me up. <laughs> How in the world? All right, I've had enough. You're out of here. I'm here to throw the penalty flag. I'm here to say enough. Ladies, you've been jumped. Who do you think you are? <laughs> Who do you think you are? I will you back don't up. own the joint. You don't run the joint. You're not a man. It doesn't go both ways. No, I'm, I'm I going, don't use the woman's room. I do. You don't use the men's room. I, I'm, going cir- I'm going circumstances. Hey, dude, I am. Let's bring your daughter to work day. I want my daughter to be a strong, proud, hardworking, prideful, I said strong, empowered individual. But I don't want her to think she's better than other people and to break rules just because she thinks she can. I'm here to say you can. can. That's right. You can't. Rules are there to be followed. Yes, some are, are meant to be broken. I do agree with that. But where I'm from, and the last I checked, there's men, there's women, and there's another one, a unisex one that I mentioned. Gender Leave the men's room alone. The end. If you're a woman interrupting the men's room, you're an asshole. Because guess what? There's a woman's room. And if that's mm. occupado, you wait. Just like I wait. I every day. Every motherfucking day. I don't know how women no. feel. I don't know how women Where feel do they comfortable get off, Rich? the men's room. I I'll, tell you, I'll tell you. I'm going to pee on the seat on purpose. We, so, in, you know, in our quiet uh, SiriusXM LA facilities, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, at night when we used to work at night, remember when we worked at night? Yeah. We would be leaving. Sometimes they would be cleaning the men's room. Yeah. And the women's room was open. So you used the women's room. And this is back when Tata worked for our show. So I'd be like, think of the circumstances. I was like, Tata, go in there, check, make sure no one's in there, guard of course, the door. Yeah. Hold on. But I got to tell you, Spot would be I arrested. Went, 
When I went in the women's room, I felt like I was walking through Times Square with my dick out. <laughs> Dude! Because it's su- it, to me, it's such an inappropriate thing as a man to go in a women's room. Eh. I, I, absolutely. Spot's absolutely right. This, think of the circumstances. Like the fact, even the with, office ta- even with closed, outside the door, they're cleaning the room. Yeah, th- there's a guard. We're cleaning the men's room. So yeah, that's when we've peeked into the women's room once. Or, you know, I can tell you how many times I've used the women's room in my life. Five, six times ever. It feels so wrong to me. Yet I don't know how women feel. So they prance out of there the I'm, I'm with their head going back it. and forth, all proud, not even giving me the "Oh, I'm sorry." How do you do? Wave acknowledgement. Like they like it's entitlement through the roof. It ends today. Like Moving York, forward, guys, I'm peeing on the seat just on principle. That's we, my rule. Then you, we for, then you ruin for any guy taking a duty. I don't care. Like in the New York, New York facility, we worked in the New York facility for about ten years. Mm. I've yeah. never. I still. I, mean, I know they redid it, but I still have never seen the inside of the women's room. You're, it's a crime. <laughs> you, you would be arrested. It's a crime. You would be arrested. It's a crime. A woman walked in there and you were there with your jammy in your hands, dude. Crime. It's got to stop. Equal crime. rights. Yeah, F you'd that. be you were if you were in the men's room and a woman walked in, you'd be at fault. How could you even see it any other way? The only time, only time, oh, where it's acceptable is if it's an emergency and that I, woman's with a I, child. I, uh, the child had something to do. If I did see it another way, um, I wouldn't be able to get my opinion out because you're furious, like Furio. Can I give my side? Yeah, your side's lame no matter what it is because there's no other way to see this. Okay, but continue. There's a big difference. Spock, give me a couple like bowl flushing sound effects. There's a vast no, difference. Enhance this. Produce. Actually, want him to go in the bathroom again? Yeah, just want you to go get the portable microphone into the uh, shitter right now. I want the day to come where I take the meanest man shit, and then that woman has to go in right after me. Oh, that's the day I'm waiting for. Yeah, go ahead. You're and next. You're you asked for it. <laughs> I can't wait. You know what? I want to see a woman go in there after Lord Sear from Shade Forty Five is done. I want a woman. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see Madison from Lithium go in there after Lord Sears finished with it. And I'm just, I'm just using them as examples. You guys might know. But Lord Sear takes a mean, giant black man shit. Lord Smear. All right. Let me, let me explain without you interrupting just for one second, okay? Just for one second. There's two types of bathroom situations. One in which I completely agree with you. One in which I think you have yeah, gone a bit overboard. Yeah, really? A little bit. Let me explain. Number one, if there's a men's room and a woman's room, and they are actually full restrooms, meaning... A, mo- a couple of urinals and uh, a couple of toilet stalls and the woman's rooms, all stalls. Those should never be infiltrated by the opposite sex. Never! Oh, really? Have you Hold gone on. to a nightclub or a bar where they just cut I, in line? I told you. I've yelled at women and uh, made a, a fun scene. Do you remember? I've told, oh, yeah. I told the girl, like, what are you doing in the men's line? You're Stop not being a hypocrite. Hold on. Because the circumstance you speak of, I don't agree with you. Because I would tell a woman, if a woman thinks she could cut the line of dudes and use the men's room at a bar or a restaurant or club, I tell that girl, get the vote out of here. And I even put a little at the end. Now, if you're at Orange Theory, I just want to set this up. 80% women, 20% men. You got to be honest. We do this workout, but a lot of it's women. Let's say there's 40 people in a class. Out of the 40 people, if it was flipped, probably, would, would a guy do that? Dude, I, you said you'd let me finish. Scrambling you say, a ding but, dong. You, but you said you'd let me finish, and you won't let me finish. Ding dong. 
out of maybe 40 guys in a, out of 40 people in a class, I'd say 10 guys, 30 women. So like 25%, right? Yeah. There's a men's room, a woman's room, and Cavino's right. There's two rooms that just say restroom. It's not it's not like PC political correct like restroom. It's it just there's a men's room, a woman's room, and a couple extra little they probably stall, they, yeah, they made a unisex room so multiple people could use it. Yeah. Everyone so, could use so it. So there's but they're individual like toilet sink, they have you know deodorant spray, candle, like it's a little they're Ooh, individual candle. stall bathrooms, right? Sexy. So there's not many guys in the class. So when there's women so in the women, be waiting. when there's women in the women's room and the men's room door is just open and it's a stall and the woman needs to go wash her hands or pee or so I I think yeah. because it's I've done this at restaurants where it's empty. I've been to I go to restaurants quite often. Do you go, do you go in the kitchen in a restaurant when you're there? No, listen, you're once again interrupting. Do you go in the kitchen? People say I interrupt you guys. So yeah, who are you, Larry David? You just do what you want. <laughs> hey, I just want. I heard there was some disturbance in the kitchen. Yeah. What was, hey. there, what was the disturbance in the kitchen? Do you go in there? No, because you know why? You're not a chef. It doesn't belong to you. You don't go in there. Next time this happens at Orange here, I'm going to tell this girl, aren't you embarrassed? You just made me wait this whole time. Do you go, I, do you, I go to restaurants. Do you have a penis? I go to restaurants quite a bit now in off hours. So you go in the you go in the back, you go in the uh, kitchen. So that I could easily get a table that's comfortable. Like like Sarah and I yesterday, we went to uh, we went to a restaurant at three in the afternoon to get like a late lunch, early dinner, whatever you want to call it. That way, no one's there. It's not busy. We got Emmy there. It's like nice and relaxing, right? If there's like one other table in the restaurant and there's an individual man bathroom, individual woman bathroom, man. if the man bathroom is taken and man I know that bathroom. the fucking busboy is taking some massive shit and I hear, I, I hear, you know when you're waiting for two minutes and you're like, yo, this person's taking a shit. I went in the woman's room. No, nah, you're a jerk off. That's why you're defending no. this. You're a jerk no. off. You're the worst. You're a jerk you're off. The, you're just as bad. That's why you're defending it. You're just, that's why Aren't you're you embarrassed? Bad. I got no, four words disgusting. for you. You should be embarrassed. Not I got four words for you. Scramma, lama, ding dong. Scramma, it's lama. Yeah, you know what? Scramma lemma, ding dong to you. You're a jerk off. It's a, just like everybody else. But it's the same. When bet. it says employees only, slam a lemma, ding dong. That, away. You know what it is? That's your weird white empowerment. Your white entitlement. Employees now only. Now it's white. Yeah, employees you, only. That means on. I could use it just too. Yeah. When you go to, when you go to an office or like a, a uh, some place and it says employees only on the door, you just walk in. Employees. That means brown people. Employees only. I and can me. Employees only. I can go in. Yeah. Beat it, dude. Scra four words. Scram a lemma. Ding dong. Since when do these signs not apply? That is a crime for you. <laughs> if some woman walks in and, and Rich Davis is there, oh, she sees you. You scream. Oh, she screams. Ah. You scream it. Oh. She's calling the police on you. Okay? Why is it okay on the flip side? Dude, whose side are you on? And then when Rich walks out, <laughs> he, holds his, he holds his hand over the, the W.O. on the door. So like, this is the men's room. <laughs> Bro, I'm right. Dude. I am right. You're the best. You think you Spot and I are, you think Spot and I are getting, you're the one that took the side. I'm telling I'm you. I'm not taking a side. I just know how I feel. Yeah, because and you break the rules if it's too. A, if it's a men's room, that's only like emergency. I shit my pants, you know, or you're with a kid who's about to pee their pants. That's emergency, okay. not there to like just feel like you can because you can. All right, I'll never do it again. Yeah, I don't think you should. I don't think you should. I don't think I, I don't do it frequently. I've done it a few times in my life. With no. a men's room, some guy's taking a shit. It's an empty place, and the women's room. It's not a woman's room. Don't you get it? It's an individual thing with a lock on the door. It's an individual. Really? Toilet. Why is there a woman's symbol on the on the door? Yeah, but if no I one's can't go in there. If no one's using it, I it's not a woman's it. room. It's not like I'm gonna be in the stall and some woman's gonna walk in the room in the next stall. It's not a bathroom. It's a individual, individual stall. It's an individual little bathroom. It's not. It's not a men's room and a woman's room. That's not what it is. It's a. It's a. Individual stall. If no one else is there, you could use it. 
I don't know. That's what makes us different cats. All right. 412 letter CNR show to text. 412 letter CNR show. 412-267-7469. Or call us. How about that? How about that? Bring your daughter to work day. Call us. 866-969-1969. I mean, you got that mad yesterday when someone was in the men's room? Dude, it happens all of the time. I've been I've been holding my breath. You know, two things I hate. On the flip side, old guys, wear a towel. That's why they give you towels at the gym. Throw a towel around those fucking prunish balls of yours. Put a towel on yourself. I don't care how your generation rolls. A gym towel? Yeah, gym towel. <laughs> they hand out gym towels for a reason. Okay, so guys are pieces of shit too. Okay. What I want from the world is not that hard. Stop being a piece of shit. It's not that hard. Old guys, use a gym towel. Ladies, use the bathroom assigned to you. Since when is this rule not not a rule? I didn't get the memo. Gym towels. Yeah. How, yeah. About, how about you just do you? No. By doing me, I follow the rules. I don't bother anybody. I mind my own business. By the way. I don't step on anybody's toes. If we start ignoring signs, these, the world is just going to fall into utter chaos. That's right. You need to adhere to the post placards and, and fucking stay in your own bathroom. That's it. How yeah. hard is that? That's what the symbols are for. Blind Brian knows which fucking bathroom to use. But they don't? I might as well just start ignoring the occupied sign and just walk into the bathroom. Oh, I'm sorry. It's an occupied. I was just, I saying, there you go. I'm done. I'm done. I had to get my rent down. Done. I, I'm amazed. You really are defending. This I can't believe it. Yeah, hey, I can't. I can't, I think, I can't I, believe you. I think uh, when you go to a woman's domain, uh, don't be upset when uh, woman's domain. Yeah, yeah. It's a predominantly woman gym class. If a woman walked into the Cobra Kai dojo, right, a man's domain. You think men would be as th that same way? Yeah, I don't think, think so. Men would be using the women's room. You think Kobe so? Kai dojo? Just because they wanted to? You think? Do you think Johnny would be like, yeah, whatever? I'm just peeing in the girls' room. No, because he'd get arrested for that. By the way, speaking of, we'll be talking to Ralph Macchio next week. Oh yeah, Cobra Kai, bro. I'm excited to see. Ask the show. him. Uh, make sure to ask him if there's a women's room at the Cobra at the uh, Cobra Kai dojo. <laughs> All right. And remember, you know what? At the end of the day, use a gym towel. That's the, that's the, I'm done. <laughs> Can I go home now? I, I got to take my daughter to lunch today. <laughs> Where are you guys going? Want to come? CPK? Want to go to Islands or something? Yeah, we'll do something. Come on, bro. I'll get a little pineapple burger. I'll go with you. Yeah, let's go, dude. I'll go with you. I also got to buy some furniture, man. Yeah, I'll go. Ooh, you, Macy, my new you going to Macy's? You going to a couple furniture stores? You going to what? Urban uh, what, Urban home? Spot what your living spaces? I love living spaces. Yeah, let's get you a new couch today and we'll get some tacos. I'm going to Urban Home for a leopard leopard print couch. Yeah. <laughs> and a big, this is Urban. And a big painting of Terry Crews. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they sell at Urban Home. For right, ab for right above my, my fireplace. In a Speedo. Thank you. You know All it. right, so you uh, know it. I don't know, man. It's just a, a crazy no, no, I, sort of I, vibe. I, you I know why? You. Because I don't even get the hello, how do you do, the wave, the I courtesy, think you, I think the you sorry. I think you wouldn't I get, care. I think you wouldn't care as much if <laughs> if uh, you got a little like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, it's the attitude. Right. It's the attitude. I don't even get a hello. I don't I get a, a smirk, a I, smile, a sorry, and nothing. I, you know what it is? I'll give you a great analogy so everyone could uh, suck my ball sack if you don't love my analogies. The analogy, the best analogy would be. Traffic. If someone cuts you off in traffic, but gives you a "how do you do, sorry" type of wave, like "thank it you," softens the blow. You, no, you you go eh, okay. They they cut me off. What are you gonna do? Yeah. If someone uh, cuts I'm you, okay with that. Like I see Spot do this all the time because Spot's your aggressive driver. He's the aggressive driver of the crew. He cuts people off. People cut him off. If someone cuts off Spot and waves, sometimes Spot will say, "Oh, nice move." And if they wave, if they don't wave, 
Spot is furious. It's the what you want. You wanted the. Oh, I'm sorry. I was in the men's room. I didn't know there were men here. Yeah, well, guys, take a stand yeah. moving forward. You see you, two little girls giggling at the club, at the bar, coming out, running out of the bathroom while you're waiting there like a normal civilian. Say something snide and, and hit them where it hurts. Uh, you know, hit them with the hind. Politely, know, hit them with. You know what? Just hit them with the hind. I want to know that you know that I know that I let you go. I want that on the road. Just like I want you to know that I know that I let you go in the men's room. Right. That's it. The end. Goodbye. Or I'm done. You shouldn't be in there, but you know what? I'll let it slide this time. What if she's what if she was snarking and goes, Well, I identify as a man. (laughs) (laughs) That's why all these things are slippery slope. Then then I then I feel like she fucking told you. Uh let's say what's up to Jimmy in Texas. Yimmy? I really don't think it I don't matter. You know what? If it means that much to you, I give up. Yeah, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here polite. You, you missed the whole dynamic that I painted. I think that, I'm here, Mister Polite Guy, to everybody, and then everyone else walks around like they run the place. Like, hey, you know what? You, you suck. How about that, uh, Steve? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Who, uh, Jimmy? What's up, Jimmy in Texas? <laughs> Yo, what's up, Hermanos? How y'all today? Hey, buddy. Hey, man. I, I, I've got to say, obviously, I, I, I do. I, I, I'm a little lenient to it, but I totally agree with Cavino. There's no reason that they, that they should be using it because everybody's about, oh, well, let's uh, equal this, equal that. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an equal here. But uh, the reason, I, the main reason I was going to holler at you guys is because I would have bet, I would have, since we're talking testicles and the dicks here, I would have bet my left nut. That that Rich would have been the fucker that was cool with the girls going in there and breaking the rules. Mister, I don't follow anything. Rules are meant to be broken. I'm white. Don't worry about me. I'm okay. I smile. I would have bet anything hey, that he would have. a criminal? He- hey, you guys are the assholes that always say, I'm white. I can break the rules. I never say anything about me while I'm white. That's your little fucking hang But up. you do things that I, think- I know I would never get away with. No, because it's bullshit. Like, they'll be like, uh, you, you'll be somewhere and they're like, uh, There'll be some bullshit rule at a place, and it's like, who made that rule? I'll tell Some, you what. Someone wrote on a piece of fucking no, no, no. cardboard, and that was a rule? I was, at the, I was at Ralph's last <laughs> night, right? I was at Ralph's buying cotton candy grapes for my daughter on, on Bring Your Kid to Work Day, because I'm a good guy. Just trying to be a nice guy is what I'm trying to do. You bought your kid grapes? What, do you want a fucking medal? Cotton candy? No, no, I'm telling you a story. Oh, I don't want a medal. I want you to shut up and listen to my story. You feed your child. All I want You're you to do is- You're supposed to feed your child. No, that's you. That's you, buddy. You're the one that wants to take credit for raising your kid. I just want, <laughs> I just want you to listen, okay? Okay, good. Buying grapes. And I did something that Rich Davis does without hesitation. And he does it all the time. I said, oh, these grapes? Let me taste one. I grabbed one. Supposed to. Let me tell you. Jordan and everyone there looked at me like I had broken the fucking golden rule. Jordan and people, people like, <gasps> I got that. I'm like, really? I just did something that Rich Davis does all you know what? of the time. Dude, you're out of your so mind. So what I'm trying to say is when you're choosing, some things apply for others that don't oh. apply for others. That's oh all. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we live in the right. We, we live in the right. I'm backing Jimmy up. Jimmy, you're right, Jimmy. makes me frown. Hey, Jimmy, you're right. We live in the We live in. Hold on. We live in the racist society where Cavino can't fucking try a grape. I'm not pulling the race card. I'm not. I'm just saying that things you think are okay and you get away with, not everybody does. If I'm choosing. I got. I got. I got. I got the, the sourpuss stares from everybody. I'm not eating an apple out of the produce section. But Some Asian I, guy turned around and said, oh, no, because I, I, I stuck my I hand bet, in the grape bag. I bet you're full of shit. Because yes. If, I, if you're choosing between the the purple or the green grapes or the red grapes, if you taste one to be like, oh, are these, are these ripe? Not one Three person Three white on girls earth. turned around and they said, oh. 
See, now you just lying to tell stories. No, I'm serious. No and one, it's something you do no every one, day with your doodle caca fingers. No one with no would hesitation. Ever. No one would ever. Doodle caca fingers. No one would ever look at someone sampling a grape in the proto section. Happened to me yesterday. Hey, well, Rich, then you're just fucking Rich, weird. Yeah. Rich, let, let, me, let me apologize to you, man. I hate when people fucking do the race car deal. My bad. I, I told douche move. I didn't mean it. I don't care. I just said that out of... Uh, well, I, I, I don't care. Because I, I am Hispanic, and I don't like when people use that Hispanic shit. So, you know, it's it's just the way it is. Sometimes I didn't mean to do that. It's a douche move. My bad. No, no worries. <laughs> All right, peace out, brother. All right, let it, Jimmy. I'm not, I'm not mad at that. I'm just saying, Kavino loves to play it up like he's some vato in the barrio. He's the whitest Mexican I've ever met. Like, I'm telling you what happened. You I got, all, I yeah, got the whole... You think I make that up? I, I might be, but they stay... I, what I am, what people see, may be two different things. I'm sorry. I don't know. How do I know? I'm just me. Ed in Washington, you're on the show. I think that... By the way, I think that's a total legit move. What's not legit? I know. I sample the candy. Like, uh, you know, I'll take a couple pieces sample. of candy. Sample? You mean eat it? Don't sample me. Who are you, Billy Sample? Former Yankee? <laughs> no, you're not. You're Rich Davis eating candy for free because oh, you think way. you can, jerk off. By the way, you're a jerk off. Is that the Say first it. mention of Billy Sample? Billy motherfucking no. Sample. Please leave the room after on that. A, on a throwback Thursday. Yeah. Hey, Billy Sample, admit it, you're just a jerk off who thinks you can. Just admit it. I'm not a jerk off. Yes, you are. I'm fucking elite. Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood Hogan. <laughs> What's up, Ed? What's up, buddy? Hey, how y'all doing, man? I just started listening to y'all a couple months ago. Y'all are, are pretty fucking hilarious. Hey, thanks, thanks buddy. Uh, I appreciate I, it. By the way, Ed, it, it's, it's totally legit to sample a fucking grape at the supermarket. Shit, I eat them while I'm walking around shopping. <laughs> yeah, that way they weigh less when you bring them to the counter. Yeah, I'm okay. sure everybody could do that with no with no problems. Yeah, I had a, I had a question for you about the uh, wrestling shit. We were down in uh, Ocean Shores one day for 4th of July. And the men's restroom, there was only a couple guys that kept going in and like using it and shit. But the ladies' line was like a fucking, I don't know, 100 feet long. So what would you, what would you say about those uh, women going in and using the men's restroom then? Uh, I, listen, I don't, Kavino seems to have a major problem with it. If men are being held up because women are using the men's room, that's one thing. But if a woman wants to take her chances in an empty men's room when there's a long-ass line, so what the fuck do you think? Do they think their shit doesn't stink? You know what a, the scene a woman would cause if you left a stinky man shit in her, in their bathroom? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Where's the manager? Like, literally, it stinks of terrible ass in here. <laughs> literally, like, where's the manager? Like you know what a fucking scene that we, it would cause that every girl in the place would know that you left the stinky man shit in the bathroom. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's the guy. He's the guy. He's the one. Meanwhile, every girl prances out there like it's their job. And when I say prance, spot, I wish I could describe the walk. It's the like the real uh, their head moving back and forth in their little yoga pants and their little fucking tight butt walk, like they Ooh, just did something they're proud of. Tell me more about the tight butt walk. Vic in Toronto, you're on the show. Hello? Hey, buddy. Hey, good morning. It's Ill Will. And oh, Ill Will, what's up? Throwback what Thursday Jake. thought here. Hey, buddy. Uh, perhaps back in the day, Joey Lawrence was allowed to use whatever restroom he wanted. Hey, men's room, all right. Whoa, men's restroom. Yeah, I'll use that one, too. <laughs> Why Joey Lawrence of all people, though? <laughs> what it. the fuck was that? <laughs> I don't get it. Get it. Joey Lawrence from Blossom. Uh, but yeah, why him? Why him? What? Name. Whoa, men's restroom. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Must have been an episode wait, wait, wait. I missed. 
Whoa. One more time? Whoa. No, yeah, one more time. Wait, wait, again. Joey Lawrence. Whoa, men's restroom. Whoa. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know what that means, but I, I, I know who Joey Lawrence is. It's like a big phrase, you know. I, I know, Whoa. but oh, hold on. <laughs> Wait, hold on. So, so what if Joey Lawrence? Oh, what if Sheldon from Big Bang Theory went into he, the restroom? He's like, Bazinga. Whoa, men's restroom. Bazing. I don't know. What if Steve Urkel walked in? He was like, got any cheese? <laughs> what if he was like, men's room, did I do that? <laughs> Man, what if Fonzie came out of the woman's room and he's like, hey. I don't know. I don't get that joke. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't. yeah, man. that's a. <laughs> I don't get that joke, but whatever. I like what it. Bal what if Balky came in and he's like, don't be a ridiculous men's room. <laughs> I mean, we can go on all day I with mean, that. I, I, what if Tony Danza was like, hey, yo, Mona, Angela, Jonathan, hey, hey, a men's room. Hey, Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan, you use this one. Uh, uh, Angela, you use this one. Hey, yo, Mona. Actually, Jonathan, you may want to use that one. Hey, that one's mine. <laughs> Jonathan, that's the Jonathan. Yeah, who knows? I don't get that joke. <laughs> Guys, got Jonathan. Samantha, that's the men's room. Jonathan, stop staring. <laughs> Jonathan, where I come from, that's called meat gazing. Sorry, Tony. Don't be a meat gazer, all right? Yeah, hey, okay. yo. Uh, Steven P.A., what's up, Whoa. Steve? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. And, and Joey that's Lawrence, a men's room. Joey Lawrence is taking a shit. Whoa. All right, uh, All right. I don't even get that, but thank you, thank Ill Will. Thank you, Ill Will, for that. I've been scratching my head for a long time on that one. Uh, what's your ruling on using the handicap crapper? One time I came out of one, and there was a old guy in a wheelchair squirming around there, and his son was standing there. And they gave me some dirty-ass looks. Man, Ooh. Steve, I'll tell you what. That's, that's a, a great one because I think we all break that rule, right? Because we all know that's the, best, that's the best stall. And how often is that going to happen, what happened to you? Not that often. However. So, so I think you owe them a sincere apology. You I would, know, I, I do. Would, I would never under any – I disagree with Jamie in Boston, which is rare because I always agree with that dude. Jamie made the analogy of a handicapped parking spot. I would wait, never. Wait, we, we didn't get the joke. The Woe Man's Room. Whoa. <laughs> the Woe oh, Man's He was whoa using Man's Room. Oh, now I get it. Yeah, uh, we're the dumbest show alive. Uh, the Woe <laughs> Man's Room. Whoa. Whoa. Man's Room. So, so he thought it was okay because he was the Woe Man. man. Got oh. it. It will. That was even over my dumb head. Sorry. Wow. Sorry. All right, so, so I'm sorry, Steve. I just finally got the joke. It just hit me. What's up, oh, Steve? Oh, by the way, what I was saying about Jamie in PA, uh, Jamie in Boston, he, he said the handicap. I would never park in a handicapped parking spot. No, I, I don't think never that's either. the same as using the other restroom. I don't think it's that level of... Yeah, because even at El Pollo one, Loco, I use the handicapped table sometimes. One's rude. One one could be considered rude, and one's like wrong. Yeah, I agree. Okay. The, the parking spot is like, nah. The yeah, but bathroom. what if the other ones are occupied? No, I, I listen. I, you know, I'll no, be honest. no, you can't do that. I'll be honest. At SiriusXM in New York, I think most people think the handicap stall is their personal ah, stall. But you, you know what's funny though? Here's the here's the, the the great difference. I use the one on the end because it's the least used. No, <laughs> you know why we think in our mind we need to all admit that we're jerk offs. It's not because we have some sort of well, yeah, the handicap guy's got to walk. You know, this is just the shitter. Who knows? It's because you know you're gonna get a ticket. Without your handicap sticker. That's why you don't do it. Don't act like because you have some sort of uh, righteous uh, value yeah, yeah, there. Because there's a law. Yeah, if there's a law that says we're going to give you a ticket yeah, if you, got, you park if, here. If you got a law. There's no law that says you can't shit in the, in the handicap stall that I know of. Sir, what's going on in there? Oh, Nothing. I never got a ticket for it. Are you handicapped? Oh, no. 
I hope I didn't just break the streak. <laughs> Today I'm going to be taking a shit. Woo! Get him! He's in there! <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm innocent, I didn't know! Well, hold on, what about Buttercup. this? Oh, I'm a peaceful man, I'm a school teacher! <laughs> I'm a radio host, I'm a peaceful man! Today we're all going to get arrested for shitting in the handicap store. For all things Covino and Rich, follow us at Covino and Rich on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. And subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Covino and Rich for a look behind the velvet rope of interviews and more, much more on Faction Talk 103.